0: I guess I can hear it a little.
1: It has begun. Yeah, I don't know if you can tell in the recording. We'll get some white noise no, anyway, really. so it won't really matter. But let me blow your mind with this ish. Number one, headphone splitter.
0: Hey, all right.
1: Number two, because I realized I can do this, second microphone.
0: Whoa.
1: Wow, aren't we fancy?
0: <laughs> you can host your own podcast right there <laughs> in
1: the room. What would I call a podcast with myself?
0: The Tyler and Tyler Show.
1: Now it's time for the Tyler and Tyler Show. I'm Tyler, and I'm Tyler. Hi, Tyler. <laughs> hey, Tyler. How's it going? Today on the show, we're going to talk about being Tyler. Yeah, you know, it's a subject I have a lot of experience with. I know, Tyler. You Isn't that right, Tyler? You do
0: the whole show by yourself. I can hang up, and you can have fun.
1: <laughs> uh... <laughs> it's time to podcast hello everyone welcome to you activated my podcast the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap podcast i'm tyler i'm jimmy and this week we are talking about just two episodes you know just 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 a couple uh episodes 19 and 20 of season two legendary fisherman parts one and two
0: another two-parter
1: it's legend dairy fisherman
0: Okay, now that we've got that joke out of the way...
1: Hooray! uh, continue on. (laughs) Jimmy, you put in our notes here real quick, before we discuss the episode, you put a question in here that I really want to unpack. Yeah, it was just something that that,
0: uh, occurred to me when I was starting to watch this episode. Do you think Yami Yugi would be a good dungeon master for D&D?
1: No, right?
0: No. The correct answer is no? I feel like he's the king of games... And yep. D&D is a game. But I feel like he would use his incredible gifts to try and win at D&D. But that's not, right. a th- a, that's not what you want to do as the DM. Right. That's exactly he, what I was thinking. He would, like, make everything the Tomb of Horrors.
2: He but would also insta-kill
0: like, the whole party.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. And also the thing that I think about is, like, Yugi's whole deal is that he magically produces uh, uh, solutions, shall we say, that are within the rule set, but that we, the viewer, had no prior knowledge to. Yeah. And as a DM, he has a screen hiding, or can anyway, some some DMs choose not to, but he, he can opt to have a screen... That protects his whole deal from the view of the audience and the other players, so he could just be like, oh, "And you die now because that secret rule, that's totally real."
0: Then a meteor hits,
1: and you die. <laughs> right. What? That wasn't in your notes. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, I'm the DM, and you have to trust me on this one.
0: Like players would not be able to even enter like a round of combat before he killed them through right. some dumb bullshit.
1: And like worse still... 'cause cause Yugi would play DD with his friends, right? Yeah. And I don't think that Yugi wants to actively kill his friends. No. Not at least not in this part of the show, you know, maybe we'll get there one day. But
0: <laughs> Yami Teya
1: <laughs> rises
0: from her subconscious <laughs> to take over the world, get all the millennium items. Get all the uh, chaos
1: emeralds. God. Uh, so, so, you know, like, I, I don't know that he would kill their characters right away necessarily, but it would certainly come to a point where it's like railroading plus.
0: Yeah. I do think Yami Yugi would be very, very good at designing dungeons. Oh, you know, for sure. Because, you know,
1: pyramids. Right. Right, right. That's his whole deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I don't just
0: have to make one based off of his like mind
1: palace. Oh, and that would like I would legitimately like to play that D&D adventure. Like that would be really cool. Into the mind of the pharaoh. Yeah, but I don't know that Yami DMing it would necessarily be what I would call fun.
0: No, it wouldn't be fun for the players.
1: Right. Unless and maybe this is the only way to make it fun. Unless you're one of those people who like really cares about the rules and really cares about everything being correct and doing everything correctly. And you like So
0: you wanna pair Yami Yugi DMing with a whole group of uh min-maxers.
1: Yeah, like really horrible min-maxers, right? Like unbearable people. Um I think that might be the only way for anyone to get any enjoyment out of it. Well there we go. Do we uh
0: listen hard question <laughs> <laughs> i'll
1: take my answer off the air uh I hmm. i'm gonna stew on that some more though because now I want to figure out what the d d adventure of, of yami's mind is though uh it would
0: definitely have dual monsters shoehorned into it somehow
1: uh, it would have to it would have to
0: you know what I'm just gonna google dual monsters d d
1: there we are all right
0: Ah, there's already a D&D wiki uh, class called King of Games.
1: Oh, shit. Oh, it's a class.
0: Yeah, some homebrew class. Of course there is. Of course. A dualist at heart based off of Yu-Gi-Oh. The individual is blessed with the gift of special cards from the gaming god, Atom. These cards can capture the souls of spells and creatures, allowing you to play Yu-Gi-Oh while you play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm sure that'll be fun for everyone else at the the table. Wait, what the fuck?
1: What? Wait. Wait, say that last part again.
0: <laughs> These cards can capture the souls of spells and creatures, allowing you to play Yu-Gi-Oh while you play Dungeons and Dragons. This will be the most annoying class to have to play with.
1: Holy shit! No, that sounds amazing. Do you remember, do you remember Um, a while back, you had this idea for a D&D group where... Uh, you just got four people, sort of on their own table, playing. Everyone as John, and their game dictates what a what a single character in the D anD D game does.
0: Yes, my concept was uh, all the players are playing the same character right. that have been magic. Their souls have been magically trapped inside one entity, and so they have to work together to
1: like do stuff. What if? What if? A game of D D is happening, and in the shadow realm, there is a shadow duel happening simultaneously that affects
0: real world in conditions.
1: The... Yeah, or like D D world well, conditions,
0: yeah, not like the players. But...
1: Hot damn! Okay, you just sent me the link to this. All right, you know what? I was cooling on this on this question, Jimmy. I got to be honest, but I am back. I'm back in it
0: oh no i've completely derailed the podcast and we've barely even started
1: you activated my trap card my friend (laughs) all right well let's you know what i'm gonna put this aside i'm gonna be a grown-up uh we have two episodes to talk about this week so we had better get the fuck on with it uh do you want to do you want to talk about them
0: yeah i guess we should all right that's what the podcast is about yeah
1: okay it's time to discuss the episode Jimmy, as I mentioned earlier, we're discussing two episodes this week, uh, Legendary Fisherman Part 1 and Legendary Fisherman Part 2. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to see that you have a lot of notes still, but fewer notes than you did last week, I noticed. You were, you were maybe a little bit more laissez-faire, uh, which I feel is appropriate because these were actually really fun episodes.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad you think so, because I thought they were kind of dumb.
1: Uh but I maybe that's why I think that they were fun, right? Like the dumbness kind of lends itself to the fun in a way when yes. it comes to Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh the translated title, uh, translated from Japanese title for uh, uh part 1 is Invisible Enemy hyphen, maybe it's an M-dash. We'll say it's an M-dash. Sea Stealth 2.
0: M-dash is my favorite Pokemon move. <laughs>
1: so it's invisible emony M- emony invisible enemy anemone M- dash an sea C- anemone sea C- C- stealth two which makes Not it sound like C- a sequel. stealth one I, I i read that title and i immediately thought that it was the title for part two and i like was worried like oh no i'm grabbing the title for the wrong episode nope that's the title no, for this episode that's
0: the name of the card
1: it is, which is strange And we'll to get me. to it. We'll get to it. The summary of this episode is, Joey duels Mako Tsunami, unaware of the danger that Merrick has prepared for him and Yugi's other friends. Merrick arrives in Domino and allies himself with Yami Bakura.
0: I think this is the first time I've seen Domino City just called Domino.
1: Yeah. I don't know that I like it. Maybe just because of the pizza chain? <laughs> Welcome to Domino's. Merrick arrives in Domino and orders a (laughs) A large pepperoni (laughs) from Yami Bakura. (laughs)
0: Bakura Bakura's there, welcome to Domino's.
1: (laughs) What would you like
0: to order? (laughs) I would like to order the Millennium Pizza.
1: Okay, what toppings would be on a Millennium Pizza? Uh,
0: It would have to be, I feel like a Millennium Pizza would have a topping of some kind of like very light yellow cheese that's been lightly toasted. So it okay. becomes kind of a toasted golden.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, a lo- you could do that with like a lot of. Um... See, I don't order cheese on pizzas anymore.
0: Yes, and I'm, I mozzarella, feel mozzarella.
1: Loss. That's the cheese. That's the one. Uh, you, and you could toast a mozzarella and make it good. Because yeah. otherwise you're looking at like American, right? Like yeah. What's a what's a yellow cheese?
0: I, and then I feel like, well, it's ancient Egypt, so it would probably Chakra. have like olives or something.
1: Okay, I'm trying to think of
0: like local Egyptian foods that would go on pizza.
1: Olives. Um, Would this be an anchovy pizza?
0: Gross. No.
1: What's wrong with anchovies?
0: (laughs) There are a bunch. Does Egypt have anchovies?
1: I don't know. I mean, there's lots of fish. That's true. Crocodile. I don't know know of the pepperonis would be made out
0: of crocodile you know what that might not be bad
1: that might not be bad at all
0: Yeah, so you slice them thin enough so they if i remember right crocodile is kind of chewy and kind of it's exactly what you would expect a crocodile to like have that mouth feel of yeah like you look at a crocodile skin it's just like this is hard leather
1: (laughs) right right it's kind of it's kind of already jerky yeah yeah uh Anyway, we, <laughs> as if we weren't diverting far enough away from the episode earlier, uh, we open on a shot here in uh the the television episode of uh, Legendary Fishman Part One. We open on a shot that I was actually really surprised by, and it's a point of view shot. Yeah, uh, of someone running, and that someone's revealed to be Yugi. But the point of view shot is real quick, but really like interesting at the same time because it's, it's just, just
0: like bobbing bob. up and down yeah yeah
1: like dashing On a through map domino painting. uh yeah and it's it's the first time they've done that i think
0: yeah i'm trying to think of other point of view shots that we've seen and i can't think of any
1: i don't know that i liked it
0: no you know what it reminded me of hmm that fucking shot in the Hobbit that they very obviously filmed on a GoPro that they stuck in for like two seconds.
1: You were complaining about that on Twitter the other day. <laughs> and that was I great.
0: sometimes just remember that it exists and it's just like Ugh.
1: And it was before like, GoPro even got good and it was like very clearly the fisheye lens.
0: Yeah, and it has that kinda of, GoPro footage has that kind of compression sort of quality to it where parts of it are just kinda of, not really blocky, but you can tell that just from like the t- the texture tell of the it's video. A
1: Photoshop look at the pixels. <laughs> you There's can tell from from the pixels.
0: <laughs> you can tell from the pixels that it's a GoPro shot. And it's just so jarring.
1: But it this this point of view shot does remind me of that. You're right. It's 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 so it wants to be a normal shot in this episode, but they did something that's so out of left field that you're like, "Ooh, this is wrong. This yeah. is this is wrong and bad." Uh, but it's revealed to be Yugi, and we we resume kind of the normal animation, and he runs into uh, a pair of characters that I really enjoy. Your description of Jimmy—they
0: <laughs> can only be described as the Wario and Waluigi of cultists.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's There's kind of a short, way to do fat guy. Right. He's
0: bald and a tall, skinny guy who has a shock of green hair. And, and they I, challenge him to a double duel.
1: I kind of well, they don't challenge him to a double duel. They're like, "Hey, you're Yugi. You have to duel us, but you have to duel us one at a time because one person That's the rules. Has to duel against one person. Them's the breaks.
0: Yeah, it's like." Yugi, the, we have to point out, if in case people don't remember, uh, mm. Yugi is running around the city looking for his friends because uh, Merrick just threatened him with brainwashing them.
1: Yes, yeah. So Merrick is going to make them into uh, uh, mind slaves uh, yep. if Yugi doesn't get to them first and do something. Um, so they, the cultists, kind of jump out of nowhere and they say to Yugi, "I mean, basically, like." You know, Yugi Moto, you shall not pass. Uh, To which Yugi responds, I shall pass.
0: But, like, he can't for some reason. But
1: He He has to get
0: by these two guys, but I guess he just can't, like, go around.
1: I, like, part of it, I wonder if it is Yugi remembering Kaiba saying that you can't walk away from a duel.
0: Yeah, and he doesn't want to get ejected from Battle City
1: right and he's like oh well shit okay i guess i will have to duel you now but i'll i'll duel you but good
0: yeah it's like in pokemon when you have to like get somewhere but Mm -hmm. it's a new location and you have to pass all these trainers who are just like standing there waiting for you to pass within
1: their field of vision yeah yeah which reminds me i'm playing the new pokemon game oh i love it i love it so much um but anyway, so so he's challenged by these duelists, and... They never
0: get names, by the way, so let's just call them Wario and Waluigi.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, Wario and Waluigi... Yeah, are, it's time to duel! <laughs> ...are challenging Yugi, and he's like, fine, 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 whatever. I have to be somewhere, so can we hurry this along, please? And they're like, yes, we will duel you now. Uh, and then they do that thing where they're like... After you. No, no. (laughs) After you. Please, please. the honor goes to you, my friend, to duel Yugi first. (laughs) And then they go, okay, wait, hang on. We have to figure this out. Yugi's like, please, God, somebody duel me. (laughs) Uh, And (laughs) they're like, okay, fine. We'll settle this the usual way. And then they just start playing Rock, Keeper, Scissors. (laughs) And... It's funny
0: because they keep playing Rock, Paper, Scissors, but they keep getting the exact same result. So it's a tie every time.
1: Lauren and I literally did this the other night trying to decide what to have for dinner. And we were like, okay, fine. Rock, Paper, Scissors for dinner. Uh, <laughs> we took like like three full minutes of Rock, Paper, Scissors until one of us did something different. <laughs> And there were several moments in there where we were like, "Aha! I'm gonna be clever and do this one thing," and then the other person did the exact same thing. So this can happen. Uh, But what I love about this is that it's so clear that these guys were sent by Merrick to stall Yugi, presumably to stall him via a duel. But now they're just stalling him via incompetence,
0: (laughs) just goofing around.
1: Right? Which I like. It's just a good old fashioned stall.
0: Yeah, and they just go back and forth a little, like no, no, you keep choosing paper. Stop it, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, I had a couple of notes on here. One, it's kind of nice to know rock paper scissors is played internationally. That it would show yeah. up in a Japanese kids show.
1: It's also uh, kind of nice to know that it, that it shows up in a in a world where presumably there are no games besides Duel Monsters.
0: Well, there is one more game. Yeah, rock, here we paper, go. Scissors. Uh, would Yami be king of rock, paper, scissors? And if so, what would the Shadow Game version of rock, paper, scissors be?
1: Oh, shit. I think, well, okay. No, I think like the second season part of that is... Like season zero Yami. Easy. Yeah, oh, so, so king, of, king, of, uh, king of rock, paper, scissors? I don't know. Shadow Game rock, paper, scissors? I think we know the answer to that. And it's literal rock, paper, and scissors.
0: <laughs> Where the loser, like, has a rock fall on them or something?
1: Just yeah. Like
0: a shadow rock
1: or is like, like wrapped, their soul wrapped in papers like mummy style or stabbed S- through the heart with scissors
0: <laughs> sliced in half by giant scissors ooh that, that's better <laughs> and so Yugi's there like oh come on guys hurry, hurry the fuck up this is stupid and then suddenly like behind him Kaiba shows up and is like no you're gonna duel both of us in one game so after we kick your ass I can duel Yugi and Yugi can't escape this time
1: and Yugi's like, uh, fine, okay, I'll do three duels, whatever. <laughs> Exasperated Yugi is maybe one of my favorite things.
0: Yeah, he's so sick of all this bullshit. He has to get to his friends. Uh, but he just keeps running, like, falling into duels all over the place.
1: This poor guy, just can't, can't catch a break. He got, he got a duel. It's time to duel. <laughs> oh,
0: I have one weakness. It's dueling. You got me. Fine. <laughs> it's time to duel
1: uh so yugi agrees and the the uh, uh, wario and waluigi agree and kaiba i guess just tricks everyone into a double duel where it's kaiba and yugi versus these two dipshits <laughs>
0: <laughs> tyler this is going to be the most one-sided duel in history i am scared yugi and kaiba both have egyptian god cards versus some random cult cultists that we have never seen before Right. I'm sure it'll go fine,
1: and and it it is one sided, but like not for any of the reasons that I expected. Because what happens is uh, so Kaiba goes first, right? For for reasons because it's his tournament, I guess.
0: Yeah, uh, and then he, he can just do what he wants. Is his tournament? He There's immediately... some like obscure rule that just says Kaiba goes first. <laughs> right.
1: It's in, uh, it's in, you know, section nineteen, subsection B, uh, uh, tertiary section alpha. Kaiba goes first. In the in the super fine print. Uh, so okay, I, 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 now that we're doing multi part episodes, I have started taking like less and less detailed notes because I want to just hit the highlights. This is the one time in both of these episodes that I had to full-on pause and write out what the fuck happened. Because Kaiba's opening hand here is batshit insane.
0: Kaiba's opening hand is in no way fair.
1: He is obviously
0: no. cheating, right?
1: Well, so here's here's my question for you, Jimmy, because I couldn't remember. Do they establish, uh, A, how many cards you start with, and B what your hand limit is.
0: I think it's probably in the tournament rules, but just the cards that he has, like, are clearly designed, like, from the get-go. Like, he went in and, like, his deck is not shuffled, because the cards that he gets are, like, clearly designed to bring about one outcome.
1: Right. So here's here's all that happens. So he plays Pot of Greed, Mm -hmm. which allows him to draw two cards. So that brings him up to, he's got, uh, I, th- I think you start with five cards. So he plays that one, he draws two, now he's got six cards in his hand. He plays Lord of uh, D, Lord of Dragons. <laughs> Lord of D. Uh, and then plays two Flutes of Summoning Dragons on that Lord of D's. So. Now, Lord of D's, Uh, Lord of D's nuts. Uh, (laughs) uh, So now this one, Lord of Dragons, has a flute of summoning dragons in each hand.
0: He's dual wielding flutes of summoning dragon.
1: He's that kid from that vine. (laughs) 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 It's John Cena.
0: (laughs) He's just a doot, 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 doot. I was really disappointed that he didn't play both flutes at once. All he has to do is hold them, and that's stupid.
1: I know, yeah. So okay, so then uh, the two each flute of summoning allows Kaiba to summon two dragon cards from his hand. So now he can summon four dragon cards from his hand right out the get go. Just right?
0: without having to do anything else.
1: Right. So and the now, cultists are
0: like, what's the point of all this anyway? And Kaiba's like, I'll show you.
1: Right. So here's the thing where it becomes mathematically impossible. This this hand, he started with five. He drew two cards, so that means that total, he has pulled seven cards from his deck. Mm-hmm. Because he played the two flutes of summoning dragons, he gets to summon four dragon cards from his hand, and he summons. Can you guess? Three blue eyes white dragons.
0: All three blue All eyes three of in existence.
1: Them. Every Blue Eyes White Dragon in existence is here today. Uh, And a new dragon card that we haven't seen before called Hyunzanru, Which I'm I'm probably not pronouncing correctly, but there it is.
0: It literally Uh, doesn't matter because Hyunzanru just appears and then is immediately forgotten about.
1: Right. Uh, And maybe you can Google this for me, Jimmy. If they start with five cards in their hand... In a, in a uh, uh, according to Hoyle, game of, of dual monsters, that means that Kaiba has produced an extra card from his ass or something, <laughs> because that means that he has played eight cards in one turn.
0: Do the flutes of summoning dragon specify that the dragons have to be in your hand?
1: Or are yes, they I had to deck? look it up. I had to look it up. They have to be in your hand. This is what I'm saying. This is the one part in both of these episodes where I had to pause and I had to be like, excuse me?
0: Oh yeah. Special summon up to two dragon monsters from your hand.
1: From your hand. Now what is what is the opening hand size? Because I feel like it's five. I think. Dual monsters opening hand size. Um what's the hand size limit? Uh, The hand size limit is six. So you can only have six cards in your hand at a time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But let's see. Uh, Oh, good. The Yu-Gi-Oh! Wiki has a page just titled Hand. Um, In case you're wondering what a hand (laughs) is. As the the name suggests. Oh, here. let me just read this first paragraph here about hands. A player's hand refers to the cards each player holds that have not yet been played. Cards that are drawn are placed in the hand, although cards can be added to the hand in other ways. As the name suggests, such cards are generally held in a player's physical hand. <laughs> <laughs> um... Shit, dog, I can't... Okay, I can't find it.
0: So bottom line... Let's get a move on here. Okay,
1: let's move on. I'm so sorry. Bottom line, Kaiba is fucking cheating because even if he is playing the legal number of cards, there is no way that he had eight cards that perfectly aligned to do all of this shit, right? Especially these cards. All these dragons.
0: So he summons all three blue eyes as well as the mighty Ryu. And we get a shot from behind the cultists, and they're in this, like, narrow side street between right. two buildings. Yeah. And it's just ridiculous seeing all these freaking dragons just crammed into one space. It's like in uh, a real-time strategy game when you have air units, and there's no, like, <laughs> clipping on them. So you yeah. just stack all your airplanes in, like, one tiny space.
1: I used to do that in the, uh, in the Star Wars RTS. Mm. Uh, what was that called? Anyway, the Star Wars one. Uh, and I would make several death stars.
0: And <laughs> just cram them all into yeah. one. <laughs> so there's a whole bunch of dragons crammed in here. And Kaiba and then- says, Kaiba has a great line that we both <laughs> wrote down, I'm just noticing. You you want to say it in your Kaiba voice? Oh
1: my god, Kaiba has the best line of maybe this season right here. Where So he's just played four dragons, right? These guys have wet themselves. And he goes... I hope you realize this is just the beginning of what my deck has in store for you. And then he pauses. It gets better.
0: <laughs> and then it's Yugi's turn. And Yugi <laughs> is, like, looking at, like, askance over his side at all these fucking dragons that just came out. And he's like, uh, I guess I'll just play two cards in defense mode and bring out uh, Karibo right (laughs) because he has he's an honor honorable duelist and like actually shuffled his deck so he (laughs) has some random shit
1: yugi's like all right i'm just gonna play normal duel monsters over here i guess
0: (laughs) kaiba looks over at his like two cards and his one karibo and like shit talks him a little bit
1: right and then yugi's like okay well we're playing a game here and kaiba goes relax yugi i'm about to end this duel and yugi's like do it then i'm trying to end this (laughs)
0: A uh, cultist draws Mirror Force. Uh, and mm. then there's a, a little bit here where Kaiba is just so goddamn excited to show his god card to Yugi. That's what he's been building to. He's just so excited to bring this card out specifically so Yugi can see it. He wants Yugi to see this.
1: He really wants to show off his dick. I mean, his god card.
0: <laughs> he never smiles, but here he's just grinning like an idiot constantly, <laughs> really desperate does. to show it's off to really Yugi. Upsetting.
1: It's so upsetting. His uh, smile is me, so disturbing
0: oh notice me notice my uh, god card Yugi, so, Yugi look so, at my deck <laughs> uh, aren't so, you impressed by the size of my deck look at what I've got
1: so the so the cultist plays mirror force so he plays, he plays it as a trap card face down and he's like and then I play this face down monster in defense mode and Kaiba goes ah uh, you think you can dr- lure me into a trap but actually I have a plan uh, and it, it comes to his turn and Yugi's like just do it just stop talking and do the thing uh, like many of our listeners are right now, and Kaiba sacrifices—is it all four of his monsters, or is he it just sacrif- all the blue eyes?
0: It's all the blue eyes.
1: Yep, can't even all leave one three blue, blue eyes. eyes white
0: dragon, his his beautiful children
1: he sacrifices them to the <laughs> friendship gods, to ended the
0: with gods. blue eyes now obelisk the tormentor is my best friend
1: <laughs> and so he sacrifices them all to bring out obelisk the tormentor and he says a line here he says behold it's infinite power as it, as it like rises from the depths and the way he said it right there I thought maybe he would renamed the card to infinite power like he paused right and he said behold pause it's infinite power As in the title of the card is infinite power, because that also sounds like a Yu-Gi-Oh! card.
0: (laughs) Oh, it it definitely does. No, he is just going full uh, Emperor Palpatine, unlimited power. Power And there ah! is, like, lightning crackling and striking all over as he summons Obelisk the Tormentor. There's a really good
1: screenshot here that you'll have to put on Instagram. (laughs)
0: Oh yeah, I didn't make a, a note of it, but um, there's a shot of uh, Kribo re- like looking around and reacting to like all the blue eyes white dragons getting sacrificed just to bring out um, just obelisk. sobbing. It's sobbing. It just... has like full like sad <laughs> eyes as it witnesses. It's <sighs> like wa- watching a nuclear bomb go off and like being witness to this atrocity that just happens.
1: Um, just the, so traumatized.
0: But Obelisk comes out. It completely is the size of the entire road. It fills the space. It looks uncomfortable. It's yeah. like oh yeah, it's like a like seven foot tall power lifter trying to fit into a shoebox.
1: It's like um, the Ghost of Christmas Present in uh, <laughs> uh, Disney's A Christmas Carol, just the big one, right? Uh-huh. And and he's like lifting up uh, uh, rooms like and looking at what's inside. House. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, and so then it attacks, right? And the cultist is like, ah, 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 I played Mirror Force. You activated my trap oh, card, and that's, that's going to reflect thing. the attack right back on you. Yeah, Obelisk what happens?
0: Special power is that you can sacrifice monsters to raise its attack power.
1: Oh, that's right. And that's that's part of what Karibo is, uh, is crying about, is <laughs> the remaining dragon on the field. Obelisk just, like, picks it up and bites into it like it's a fucking, like... Sandwich,
0: (laughs) yeah, and it grabs Lord of D, who also is sacrificed. Oh, I forgot to raise its insane power. But and so, uh, Obelisk friggin' like straight up punches the cultists, but the cultists are like, "Uh ah, we've got mirror force, it'll have it'll just reflect right back on you. But I guess Obelisk punches right just straight right through it, Falcon punch,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Kaiba says something along the lines of, like, Ah, my Egyptian god card is too powerful for your weak trap cards. Do yeah. you even trap, bro?
0: Obelisk the Tormentor just punches right through Mirror Force and creates a goddamn nuclear explosion in the heart of the city. <laughs> we see this shot, like, the beginning of Akira, where it just, Jeez. like, the cityscape, and suddenly there's this blinding light as this, like, mushroom cloud arises and, like, electricity crackles.
1: The shockwave of this duel is felt like miles away. <laughs> the shockwave
0: of this duel like actually causes a major uh, earthquake in Domino City as Obelisk Falcon punches these two random hapless duelists and that's the duel.
1: Do you think do you think that Kaiba is funding this tournament through like insurance underwriting? <laughs>
0: That's what the the Kaiba Corp has some major stakes in is just insurance for like damage that he's causing.
1: Right, man. That's how Superman should make money. Uh, so okay. So they they win.
0: There was going to be a, a show about that that got canceled in the MCU. Do you remember that?
1: Oh yeah, the uh, about the cleanup crews.
0: Yeah, it was called um, Collateral Damage Cleanup or Damage Control. That, was that
1: it. sounds right. That sounds right. There was a comic series on that.
0: Yeah, it was going to be like The Office, but people having to clean up after superhero battles, and the whole thing is funded by Tony Stark.
1: I still uh, want that show, honestly.
0: That would be a good show. They At mentioned Disney it Plus. briefly in uh, Spider Man.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's where the that's where Vulture comes from. Yeah, that's his job. Anyway.
0: Uh, anyway, that's the end of the duel. you still worried about, yeah. Who would have thought that Yugi and Kaiba would win this duel? And so Yugi is like, okay, um, bye Kaiba, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And
1: Kaiba <laughs> goes, Kaiba goes, Yugi, wait, your locator card. <laughs> and he like holds it out. He's like, I'm just going to stall you a little bit longer.
0: <laughs> he like flips it, like does a card trip, and Yugi just grabs it out of the air. And He's like, I don't have time for your bullshit right now, Kaiba. I have to go find my friends to stop them from getting brainwashed. Kaiba's just like, <sighs> fine, I'll use my multi-billion dollar <laughs> satellite system to find your dipshit friends and the rest of your idiots. But then we duel.
1: <laughs> Finally, he's using his big brother powers for good.
0: Yeah, and so uh, Kaiba and Yugi uh, go wandering off and Kaiba calls in headquarters to like use their satellite system to find where Joey is. Because the others are gonna be with Joey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so they walk away, but then the cultists get up and it was a trick by Merrick to get everyone that Merrick wants in one place.
1: Heh heh heh. Mwah. Did they take the the cultist most rare cards? I think they just took the locator cards.
0: They might have just taken the locator
1: cards. What Or Kaiba pocketed the two rarest cards in their deck. Entirely decks, possible. But they didn't really play any cards either, so I don't know that we would have known what the rarest cards were.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll see them later, but we won't recognize them. Anyway,
1: time to get to the meat of this episode. Ah, I see what you did there. Uh, The meat of this episode is we cut to Mako Tsunami fishing for his daily meal.
0: And he falls in the water and is nearly eaten by an orca. And, and so, like, he, call, he, like, gets popped up on the water. And it's, like, one of those things where, like, there's a, like, chomping mouth underneath him. And he's, like, yeah. holding on to, like, each side of the mouth so he doesn't fall in. Right. To the, the, orca. The,
1: the classic action movie sort of uh, uh, last-minute save.
0: Yeah. And then some lady is watching this and is like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? This is an aquarium. <laughs>
1: Sir, this is a Denny's? <laughs> Sir,
0: this is a Wendy's. <laughs> he has literally been fishing inside the orca tank. And he's like, I was getting my daily meal. And she's like, that's his daily meal. That's that's the orca's food that I just put in there.
1: And then she, like, passes out? Yeah, she, she very, have, like, very nearly, stroke? like,
0: has a heat stroke or, like, passes out.
1: And I mean, granted, if you are a person who takes care of an orca... And you find this shirtless hooligan, like, (laughs) actively fishing in your place of work? Like, that might take a little bit of wind out of you, sure.
0: Yeah, she has, like, the flu or something, I don't know. But she, like, nearly passes out, but Mako jumps out and, like, catches her. And she's like, but what about the Ocean World show? I'm the whale trainer. They only listen to me. And Mako has my favorite line. He yells, fear not, for I am one with the sea and all the creatures that inhabit it. 90s nice. environmentalist
1: hero nice yep truly truly the hero that we need but Mako not the hero we is going
0: to be the whale trainer in the ocean world show
1: and then we cut away from that cut for some from reason that.
0: and meanwhile My- Merrick is cruising around town on his sweet bike doing some wheelies
1: it's actually really I really like this scene quite a bit for reasons that we'll talk about here in a second. But part of it is we cut really quickly from Merrick like on his sweet bike doing wheelies around town for no good reason. <laughs> <laughs> just just drive on the road, dude. Yeah, and uh, we see we he's cut-
0: not even like going into town where all the action is happening. He's like going outside of to- town on some nice like coastal road. This
1: yeah, is apparently- like Apparently like, the Millennium Rod knows a shortcut or something?
0: <laughs> he is on Highway 101 in California, down the coast, just going on a road trip.
1: It's so On good. his chopper. And we have a really great, like, cut between... Uh, we get a shot of the Millennium Rod, sort of, like, glinting the sun, and it cuts to the Millennium Ring... Uh, on Bakura's chest somewhere else in the city and it glows and Bakura thinks to himself hmm I sense big dick energy I mean big evil energy (laughs) Bakura senses his fucking dark energy like Vader sensing Obi-Wan on the Death Star (laughs) he does and he says it so weirdly too he's like I sense evil power nearby huh and a Millennium Item interesting (laughs) <laughs> Could they be related somehow? Hmm. Yeah, while
0: he's, like, inner monologuing with this evil look on his face, the gang runs up behind him and is like, oh, hey, Bakura. And then suddenly he, like, deadpan, like, he's like, oh, shit, I have to get back into my, like, school child persona. And he, he immediately, around. like, spins around, and he immediately falls back into his posh British accent.
1: Oh, hey, you guys. <laughs> touch, <laughs> touch, cheerio, bad teeth. <laughs>
0: Fancy seeing you here. How is the tournament going?
1: Smooth code switching.
0: <laughs> just flawless. And he's like, and like, Joey's there. And so he's just like bragging about how he's got like four locator cards or whatever. And he's like, oh, where's Yugi then? And he's like, oh, I don't know. We're, we're looking for him. And he's
1: like, oh, pip pip cheerio.
0: How wonderful.
1: Uh, I, 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 love, I love this moment because they're like, oh, where's Yugi. And Bakura is clearly thinking like, where's that Millennium item that I can get closer to? And then the gang is like, oh, hes he, we're looking for him. Because they're like, oh, there's this evil power after him. And then all of them simultaneously look 90 degrees to their left. And there is a poster of Mako hugging a whale. And they're like, you know what? Maybe we should do this instead.
0: <laughs> That's literally how it goes, though. Somehow... In the span of the last minute and a half, Mako has, like, printed a poster and put it up outside on one of those, like, s- those, like, I don't even know what you call it, the triangle-shaped, like, boards that you put yeah, outside it's a, it's businesses? It's a sandwich board. It's a sandwich board. board, yeah. Yeah. He's already got a poster of him hugging a whale and put, a, put it outside
1: for people to see that how they immediately I have, run into. I have no clue how he pulled that off. Like, did... D- the, the printers in this world must be incredible. It looks um,
0: like he may have just drawn it himself with crayons. Oh, man. <laughs> just from the art style <laughs> on the poster.
1: Hold on. The show must go on. But first, I must advertise. Uh, and it's such good advertising that they're all like, ah, actually, you know what? Let's go. Uh, let's go see what this is all about.
0: Yeah. Joey run- decides he's going to run off and challenge Mako instead of doing literally anything else. He sees Mako is, like, in town, and he's like, I'm going to duel that guy. (laughs) Let's go find him.
1: I mean, we talked about this last episode, but Joey's in this point where he's like, I need to duel, but I need to duel good people that I know. not just randos. Not just randos. So I guess this is his chance.
0: And Tristan has a line here that I feel like adds a vast amount of information to the world of Yu-Gi-Oh. Absolutely. He says... He's looking at this poster of Mako and he says he should be dueling, not performing with Shamu. And no one corrects him, right? No one calls him out like, oh, it's just some random orca. No. This is in universe, canonically, Shamu.
1: This the orca is
0: Shamu. From
1: SeaWorld. This this Orca, this is Shamu. This is the Shamu. Shamu is here. <laughs> Shamu,
0: you know, the actual real life whale? That's here in You Yu-Gi-Oh. know, the whale.
1: <laughs> the whale. So, yeah, so yeah they're going to go see fucking Shamu. Yeah. Uh, and as they leave, Bakura's like, play your foolish games while I become the most powerful being in the world. <laughs> and
0: he's just going to go uh, and, along and with them. He's, I
1: guess. he's like, while well, I hang out with you and become the most powerful being in the world after this whale show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I love. Yes, they get I'm going in. to collect they all, in all together. these
0: ancient artifacts. But first, whales,
1: and they all get in together. And they're like, "Oh, where's Mako? Do you see him?" And Taya goes, "Yeah, he's the one on the whale, bro."
0: <laughs> and sure enough, he's out in the orca tank doing all these like crazy orca tricks because he is yeah. one with the sea.
1: Apparently, this is this is the this is the origins of uh, uh, dual tainment. Yeah, this he's is literally where doing 5 the whole Shamu
0: from. show, and it shows the audience, and for every, like, ten, like, actual people, there's at least one card game cultist there.
1: <laughs> you know what? Cultists are just out for, the, it's, it's a fun day with their families, they're here to watch the show. Some of them are gonna get in the splash zone, they're handing out cultist parkas. <laughs>
0: Mako doing tricks on a whale while all these like card game cultists sit there watching is peak Yu-Gi-Oh!.
1: Cause it feels like either either they don't know that this is a duelist, or they're all waiting to like gang up on this dude, right? Yeah.
0: They're they're trying to get his like rare cards or whatever. But they're, like, ah, they're gonna ah, be ah, patient wait until, to wait.
1: <laughs> until after the show. The show folks. The show must go on.
0: Yeah. They, they're, they're, they, they want to get some whale watching in and watch this this whale show. But you know who doesn't have any sense of decorum whatsoever? Joey Fucking Wheeler. Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Joey runs in mid show as he's doing Mako is doing these like tricks and like balancing on the whale's nose and shit. And he's like, "I challenge you to a duel, Mako Tsunami, right here, right now, in the middle of your show." And the whole audience sits and watches as the entire show stops through the host of the show, can talk to his friends a little bit about card games.
1: Yeah, because you know who else doesn't have any self-awareness? Mako Tsunami.
0: <laughs> like, oh, hey, guys. Oh, this is just some, uh, this is just what I do on the side now.
1: Hey, have you met my friend Shamu?
0: <laughs> and Joey hey, says Shamu. Shamu,
1: this is Joey Wheeler. I dueled this guy.
0: Here's the, the critical moment here. Yeah. Joey says he's doing Shamu show, and Mako doesn't correct him. The Mako, the host of the show, does not correct him.
1: That's there. It is. This That's is canonically Shamu. That's the... there. It is. This is Shamu is here, Jimmy. <laughs> Into the Shamu verse. I I. I'm so. Unbearably happy by this revelation. Hey,
0: Shamu, the actual real life orca, is here in, canonically in
1: Yu-Gi-Oh. Now, but here's okay. Here is here is the rub, though. Here's where I don't like it being actually Shamu because Shamu gets just completely tossed aside here as joey challenges Mako to a duel because the audience is like fuck yeah we're gonna see a duel and at one point this kid goes this kid in the audience goes that's even better than the whale yeah fuck you kid wow fuck you come you, all the way child. to this whale show this poor
0: animal that's trapped in this aquarium to do tricks and everyone just like instantly turns on it right when it's time to see some fucking card games
1: like, okay, yeah, sure, just watching, like, the most beautiful and graceful animal in, in, in or out of water perform tricks for you at, at your beck and call. Uh, oh, oh you know what I'd rather watch? A fucking card game. <laughs> the only card
0: game that is shown literally 24-7 everywhere in the world.
1: You can't go anywhere else for that. <sighs> These so anyways, poor so people's
0: they... brains have been rotted through by Duel Monsters being the only game in existence.
1: I, I just, it, mm, this world is bad, Jimmy. It's like, you know, um, I know we say this a lot, but the world is bad.
0: Yeah. They are addicted to dual monsters and worse than that. It's like uh, the gem Hadar in deep space nine who can only function by getting that, that chemical injected into their brains all the time. Yep. That's what dual monster is for these poor people.
1: Uh, you, you, you could also say it's an addiction. Yes. <laughs> Like like you did. Um, so, okay, so the duel starts. They duel. Joey and Mako are dueling.
0: Directly in the center of the orca tank. There's, like, a little island there.
1: Sure, because why not? Directly
0: uh, in Shamu's tank, they're going to duel. It's time they, to
1: duel. They opt to defile the blessed sanctuary of Shamu uh, by playing this... Demonic card game They're dueling They decide for two locator cards Just like the last duel that Joey had They're dueling for two locator cards So that whoever wins can go directly to the finals They're not here to fuck around Raising (sighs) the stakes Raising the stakes Joey's turn first Here we go Joey draws a card And what the fuck is he doing with that card, Jimmy?
0: (laughs) Joey I'm trying to pick this up from context But from what I can gather Joey does a frickin' ballet dance to, like, hype up his first card. He's doing, he's trying he's... to, like, do a, like, magical transformation sequence. Yes. You know how it, whenever Yugi plays a cool card, it, like, gets that cool background, and, like, he then plays a card, and it's, like, all this explosions behind him as he's, like, playing it. Yeah, Joey yeah, is yeah. trying to do that just in real
1: life. Yeah, he's trying to manufacture it for the audience, I think. Yeah, Like, he's aware now that there are people watching him duel. So he has uh, to play it up. R- and it doesn't work. Because <laughs> he, he does that whole thing, and then he then he finally looks at the card that he drew, and it's Parasite Parasite. And he's <laughs> like
0: least favorite card.
1: He's like, oh, shit, I didn't take this out of my deck. Whoops. Uh, Huh. Huh. Yeah well check
0: this out And he plays it face down So no one can see
1: And then just ends his turn And the whole time Mako's just like Okay we're dueling now Like it's gonna move on Uh
0: Mako then plays The mighty flying fish Which we talked about Either last week or two weeks ago Anyway it's a flying fish But it looks way cooler in the show Than it does on the card art So It looks
1: pretty badass in the show actually Like maybe it's one of those That really needs to be in motion To be cool Uh Flying fish immediately attacks the face down card and Joey's like, Ahaha, ha Prepare to be uh, infected. But flying fish is stronger than parasite. So it just destroys the parasite <laughs> and nothing happens. And Joey and goes, what? That doesn't mean. <laughs> Mika <laughs> goes, that's right. You just wasted a turn.
0: And Joey's like, well, I meant to do that. Uh, and then he <laughs> starts trying to do another cool, like card playing animation. Yeah. And he's like doing all this, this his little dance and like making his own like theme music.
1: And he literally then, says, he literally says, Watch the Master! <laughs> Which it says, this, yeah. In, in the subtitles, it says, Watch the D A Master <laughs> with like seven E's.
0: Joey had some very good like New York accent subtitles this episode. Very and, good. But he gets, like, halfway through his, like, animation, and then Mako comes in on, like, uh, a split screen and yells at him to fucking get on with it already.
1: <laughs> I love the theme of exasperated duelists in this episode. I'm just going <laughs> to say that right now. And he's like,
0: Joey's uh, like, I yeah, okay. And so he plays, yeah, boy, Garouzies.
1: I just uh, love the yep. way he
0: says Garouzies.
1: Garouzies. Uh The card that we all know and love. Uh, but Mako plays whirlwind whirlpool
0: some kind of water
1: card maytag <laughs> uh he washes screws he's away
0: and then uh, we yep. get a shot from the audience merrick is watching the orca show two through his mind slaves who are in the audience
1: yeah which is fucking reckless endangerment my dude you should not be mind controlling while driving <laughs> he is still actively on the motorcycle to the point Jimmy, I don't know if you noticed this. This is the danger of texting while driving, BT dubs. He pulls a full-on Batman uh, Begins and drives his motorcycle partway up a wall and does a fucking, like, wheelie flip to turn a 90-degree angle.
0: Yeah, he's like, oh, shit, as he, like, runs up the wall and then, like, turns, so he, like, lands back on the ground again. Uh, But I guess everyone is really invested in this Orca show, including Merrick. (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh! is brought to you by SeaWorld (laughs) Uh,
1: But then, so, okay So he does some wheelies We're we're fully on Merrick now Uh, He does some wheelies And he uh, goes down some back alleyways And we are introduced into Maybe the most homoerotic scene
0: Tyler, this is the gayest scene In all of Yu-Gi-Oh! so far since,
1: Since Top Gun There has not been a scene with more sexual tension Between two men Holy cow, this scene, Jimmy. My notes Um, here
0: just say, Tyler, this scene is so gay. I I need you listeners to understand what Merrick is wearing. Merrick is wearing what I can only (laughs) describe as a pink crop top vest hoodie.
1: Yes, with gold chain necklaces. With
0: gold chains and extremely tight pants.
1: The the tightest pants. They are painted on. Yes. Uh, And then Bakura... Jumps out from behind a corner and he's wearing uh like a like a chambray shirt. Is his collar popped yet? It pops at some point.
0: I don't know. I'm j- I keep getting distracted by how the lower half of his shirt just sticks out like a
1: peacock's tail. It does. That's that's the other thing. So he's wearing like a striped blue and white like sailors T-shirt mm-hmm. that is flared. And then he's wearing like like schoolboy pants, like yeah, uniform geez. pants. Right. Uh, and so he pops out from nowhere, just like shirt open, chest chest. He's forward. literally
0: like pulling his shirt open as Merrick approaches.
1: And he's like he's like feeling himself, right? And <laughs> he says he says to, to to Merrick as Merrick gets off his motorcycle and like takes his 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 helmet off, because uh, safety first. Uh, he he says, <laughs> do the voice, Tyler. He says. You have something I seek. And then Merrick says, Why do you want my item?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then because... All it needs is, like, a
1: baseline behind this. It's so... I Okay, I I need to preface all of this by saying that, like, I have no real space to say much of anything like as as a straight dude talking about sexualities outside of of straightness like i don't i i don't want to say really anything in this regard but like these are two spirits or rather one spirit's been around for millennia and one dude has been obsessing about spirits that have been around for millennia uh like, there is no way that both of these dudes aren't, like, pie or... Uh, pie? Pie or pan <laughs> These men are two or... slices of pie. <laughs> right. Like, but, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I tried figuring out why I was getting that impression from them of, like, oh, these two dudes are going to bone. And it's this exact sequence of dialogue, this right? It's scene. It's Bakura going, you have something I seek. And then Merrick goes, why do you want my item? And then <laughs> Bakura goes... I want. I can't get their voices fucking straight. Uh, Bukuro goes. They're both like. Kind of voices the whole time. I want the power to rule the world. Meh. Interesting. My name is Merrick. I don't care. (laughs) What if I told you that I have exclusive knowledge of certain secrets? Um, I could just take that knowledge. Mm -hmm. I know, but there's a bunch of millennium items. Mm, Deal.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so. They go back and forth in just in this manner for a while, but the gist of it is um, Merrick doesn't. While their really clothes
1: give... get tighter, I need. Okay, I'm so sorry. The animation here is doing some stuff. Like <laughs> yes, these they are, are extremely
0: posing. skinny men posing in very very tight clothes.
1: Anyway, so they continue. Sorry.
0: Uh, the gist of it is Merrick doesn't really give a shit about the Millennium items. Bakura does. Yep. And so Merrick is like, Yeah, you can have this shitty rod if you do something for me first. And Bakura's like, Why shouldn't I just take it? And Merrick says, I know where a bunch of Millennium items are. And Bakura's just like, Hmm, deal. And then (laughs) at the end of this, I don't think this was intentional on the part of the animators, but I don't think so. One of them glows with purple energy. And the other glows with pink energy. And between them, if you make a smooth gradient, it would form the bi flag.
1: Right. Which, like, part of me wants to believe that that's intentional because the show, like, the, the, um, not the translation, but the, the, like, what's the word for that when they bring it into America? Localization localization the localization team seems to have done a good job hiring voice actors like from the lgbtqia plus like communities like grandpa was played by a trans woman um i think there was at least one gay writer uh or openly gay writer at least um and like maybe they also had artists that identified that way that were like oh hey like wouldn't it be cool if we just like snuck this thing in here i want to believe that's true but i'll accept a happy accident i'm fine with that
0: (laughs) this scene is just so gay
1: it's so, uh, and I want them to be together. Is the thing like they deserve each other you ship too? It. Right? These two evil I ship it spirits I, who just want I to rule the world. Jimmy, I don't know if you remember, but uh, the shipping back, list. Yes, the shipping list back in uh, April. Uh, listener Jackie emailed us the master shipping list for dummies uh, uh, for for Yu Gi Oh, and Merrick Bakura shipping is angst shipping. <laughs>
0: Very appropriate. So yeah, I just two guys just trying to outdo each other in how like dark and edgy they are.
1: I'm a fucking angst shipper, I guess. Now, granted, I'm also an aroma shipper, which is Mako and Tristan and Joey. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so the gist of that is, like, uh, Merrick and Bakura are striking a deal now where Bakura is going to go duel uh, Kaiba and Yugi to get the Egyptian god cards, and in exchange, Merrick is going to give Bakura the Millennium items. Just all of them.
0: Well, I think we don't get that for until next episode, because this scene continues later.
1: Oh, 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 pardon me. Well, yeah. anyway. But that's the gist of it. That's the gist uh, of it. Anyway, so back to the we duel. We go back to the duel. Uh, flying fish, uh, hits Joey directly. Uh. Mako
0: yells, feel the power of my sea deck.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) My sea deck. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so Mako, as this happens, is like, he has a flashback where he's standing in a boat in the middle of the storm, holding a, a spear above his head, like he's... Fighting the waves, Gotta I guess. Stab that ocean, and he's he's talking about it like I spent years fighting the wild seas, searching for my father. Uh, and, and I th- I guess he means physically fighting the ocean.
0: <laughs> Old and busted, hunting whales. New hotness, hunting the ocean itself. <laughs> Why attack Most Moby Dick game. when you can stab the the sea? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Grandpa's face during this whole monologue is also really funny because his eyes are super wide, so, and he's got little tiny little pupils.
0: Anyway, he has this whole like spiel about how he's searched for his lost father, which I think we talked about last season. Yeah, we, we him get him a lot time. more of it this this yeah. go around. Now, uh, how he searches for his lo- his father got washed away to sea, and so he searches for him in a wooden fishing boat. Instead of, you know, any, like, good boat.
1: And that's why he's going to win, damn it, because he has determination to face the the roughest of waters.
0: Yeah. And Joey says, oh, yeah, I also have someone who inspires me, so I'm going to fuck you up. I don't care about your sob story. <laughs> and then he plays
1: fucking Alligator's Sword, which, like... Our is friend
0: Alligator's Sword.
1: Not convincing that you're going to fuck somebody up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mako plays Amphibian Beast joey plays fairy box Is Which, that what it's called it's
0: called fairy box and the it, the gist of it is it's i'm trying to think if it's just like another magical hats but it, puts it looks that way alligator sword in a whack-a-mole yeah like literally it's that board with all the holes in it and then every so often uh alligator swords head will just pop out of one and go like boop, boop,
1: boop. not really uh, doing
0: anything it just makes them harder he, to hit I think
1: I guess Mako responds by playing Umi uh, which raises the water level of the field and I guess because they're in a tank it I was raises... trying to figure this out yeah
0: it it, it raises all the water to the, like their ankle level in the <laughs> like playing field with holographic water can Shamu swim in this illusory water
1: that's, I couldn't figure this out either. Where is there is like the a layer of fake, fake water fake water begin?
0: Yeah. Is there like a layer between that? Because Shamu is like still swimming around this whole time and like doing jumps and stuff. Right. But you can't tell if when it does a jump it's like actually swimming through the water or if the holographic water is just programmed to look like something whenever objects pass through it, it behaves realistically.
1: Now, we also know that this is basically a hard light hologram, so it could be that it is just fake water that feels like real water.
0: That's true. I was trying to figure this out and left wanting. Uh, But the effect is, the water water covers up the whack-a-mole.
1: This is the fucking worst. I hate this so much. It covers the whack-a-mole.
0: It covers the whack-a-mole, which makes Alligator's sword have to come up for air, because... It can't breathe underwater tyler
1: i i'm so mad about this alligators can hold their breath for like 24 hours
0: yeah not alligators, sword apparently because swords Appar- can't well, breathe
1: that's fair the sword, <laughs> the sword can't hold his breath at all uh so okay you know what? swords don't have lungs <laughs> i play lung sword in attack mode um so uh so alligator sword comes up for air and is left vulnerable to attack so uh the the amphibian beast is going to attack alligator sword but joey plays uh something the the dice the I, bad dice i didn't
0: write down what it's called because i forget but it's that Who dice that you roll a dice a die and it lowers the attack power of a creature and so it lowers amphibian beast attack, so it dies to alligator sword. And that's the end of
1: the episode. Um, yeah, the episode ends like fading out on Mako, pulling like a David Attenborough style impression uh, and just like monologuing about the sea.
0: Yeah. And then it like cuts into like his mind scape because there's just like a like photoshop like clouds background behind him and then he's Mm -hmm. like just wait until i bring out what lurks in the deep of my deck and then it like pans down to this like imaginary water and then there's two glowing eyes underneath it's the water of the deck swab the deck and that's the end of the episode
1: begin episode two go jimmy can you guess what the translated title of this episode is
0: (sighs) the legendary fisherman
1: It's the Legendary Fisherman. I was really expecting something cooler here, but it's the Legendary Fisherman. Uh, The summary of part two, the Legendary Fisherman part two, is Mako summons, can you guess, the Legendary legendary Fisherman. (laughs) A monster protected by the ocean's power. Can Joey defeat it and claim victory? And even if he does, can he escape Merrick's trap?
0: Let's find out.
1: Let's find out. We really got to blaze through this one, bud. I just looked at how long we've been recording for. (laughs)
0: all right uh yes your note here shamu has been relegated to backup dancer
1: no one's paying attention to fucking shamu anymore
0: shamu is doing like tricks and like jumping through the air over the duel and it's really cool and no one gives a shit they want to watch some card games
1: shamu's doing more tricks and four longer than a normal shamu show because of this fucking duel and he's getting no appreciation for it
0: poor shamu just wants some like a bucket of fish and it's like where's my fish At the end of the show, I get a bucket of fish. Poor Shaman Everyone has completely forgotten. Uh, So,
1: okay. So, Joey plays Baby Dragon. Uh, Mako says, A baby? I'd suggest getting a life preserver for him. (laughs) Safety first, kids. Uh, There's an
0: absolutely terrible animation. Oh, I
1: hate it. He plays polymerization.
0: He polymerizes Alligator Sword and Baby Dragon together to form alligator sword dragon which you would think would be a new creature because he used polymerization but no it's literally just alligator sword riding on top of baby dragon
1: yeah it's just like why do you even have to play a play a fucking card for that just all all right equip alligator sword to the baby dragon i guess just like hop on bud piggyback time yep uh (laughs) Uh, uh, Mako says something along the lines of like oh, well, the rules say, you know, polymerized monsters can't attack in the same turn and Joey goes, that's because I plan to sink you in my next turn, can't you wait? And then <laughs> Mako says, Mako waits for nobody! Cool, dog. Sure. Uh, Mako plays a card, uh, but he hides it in the deep? I guess?
0: Yeah, I guess that's the effect that the ro- the risen ocean levels have.
1: I guess that... Umi, the the water card, just, like, lets him play cards underwater now.
0: Yeah, and so he hides it in the deep, so Joey can't see. It's face down. Joey can't see what it is, and Joey's like, show me your monster, and Mako's like, no. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs>
1: uh, and Mako goes, all right, fine. I'm, I'm going to have my monster hop right over you, chicken of the sea, which is a good line. Uh, and he has alligator sword... Fly? Alligator, like, sword,
0: dragon, use fly. It's super effective.
1: I guess this is just like an ability that it has. It's just to fly over and attack the other person directly. Yeah.
0: Baby dragon can fly over the ocean.
1: Uh, at which point, apropos of nothing, Mako says, don't disrespect the sea. It killed my dad.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, how dare you fly over the ocean? You go through that ocean
1: <laughs> you went through that ocean just like I'd have to and Every my father day. had to and his father had to.
0: How dare you? But yeah, uh, baby dragon or alligator sword dragon flies right over the ocean and attacks his life points. Uh, so Mako plays Tornado Ball, which uh, protects him from attack. All these like water spouts kind of appear around him and circle around, which is kind of cool.
1: I guess it uses up the uh, the the water that's, like, around them, like, the water level around them goes down to make these tornadoes.
0: Yeah, I was trying to figure out the mechanics of this, but Tornado Doesn't... Wall, like, sucks all the water up to, for yeah. use in the tornadoes.
1: So it reveals the monster that he played earlier, but then Mako sacrifices it to summon a stronger monster that's also, I guess, kind of hidden? Yeah. And that monster is Sea Stealth 2, comma, the Legendary Fisherman.
0: Oh, you know, the sequel to Sea Stealth 1 that we all know about.
1: That we all know.
0: <laughs> what <laughs> a this is...
1: wild move what if... for the first introduction of a card to be like, oh yeah, this is the second one.
0: Yeah, and the first episode was called Sea Stealth 2, but we don't get to actually see him until the second episode of this two-parter. So what yeah. the fuck?
1: What the fuck, George Lucas? <laughs>
0: What a terrible name for a card, too. Sea Stealth, sea Stealth 2 sounds 2. like it would be the name of like a submarine.
1: Right. I keep expecting fucking uh Sean Connery to to like radio in from nowhere and be like, ah oh, yes, bearing bearing two one four north. Dive, dive.
0: <laughs> the hunt for Sea Stealth 2. <laughs>
1: uh i are you also fighting the urge to say sea stealth Two electric boogaloo yes i am it's really it's really it's <laughs> there man um so joey attacks uh or rather drains the attack of the legendary fisherman by using energy drain uh but legendary fisherman is immune to magic when the field is covered with ocean water he's specifically a saltwater card i guess yeah uh, so uh, legendary fisherman successfully attacks and destroys alligator sword dragon. Yeah, and specifically uh, we need
0: to mention uh yeah. legendary fisherman sea stealth 2 um, is underwater the whole time. And yes. I guess his this is ability, the stealth part. Yeah, he can attack from underwater so he can't be attacked. But he can just like chuck spears out of the water and attack Joey's cards.
1: Right, yeah, he's basically a rogue in D&D uh, And he, he can hide as a bonus action
0: Or a submarine in any strategy game
1: In in reality Yeah uh, Joey has a really good line here um, As this happens, like in slow motion as this happens Joey goes, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water
0: <laughs> Both Shamu and Jaws are now canonical in the Yu-Gi-Oh verse
1: They're gonna need a bigger boat, Jimmy <laughs>
0: Someone actually has that line, I think. Do they? I think Tristan says it at one point.
1: Um, Okay, I didn't see it in your notes the first time around, but let's see if it comes up again. So, uh, the the card is swimming around underwater, and Mako commands it to come up for air, I guess, and has it look Joey in the eyes. And Joey goes, "Uh, that card looks kind of like
0: you." Mako says, see this card, Joey? This card is my dad.
1: I had, okay, I lied earlier. I had to pause here as well, because I needed to know, is this literally Mako's dad? And I went and I turned on subtitles, and no, it's a representation of his dad. We'll get there. He He goes, I see this card as a representation of my dad, which I guess is better. Uh we get a backstory we for a how hole. Mako lost his dad. Uh,
0: Do you want to go over it, Tyler? Go ahead.
1: It's... I mean, like, okay. First, A, like, if you haven't, like, turned off the episode already, like, content warning for folks who have lost parents. Like, it's about losing a parent. Uh, it's very cartoony how he loses a parent <laughs> here. And it's really weird. Um, I was wondering how just you were like, going
0: to react to this, Tyler.
1: They're just like on the ocean one day, and Mako goes, look, dad, we're gonna be home just fine, and, and Mako's dad goes, huh, if not for that storm, and Mako goes, huh, there's a storm? He and looks then they
0: around, just like, and it's the wh- freaking, like, wall of water from uh, Interstellar just coming at them.
1: Yeah, fucking abyss happens all <laughs> of a sudden, and, and all you hear is Mako's dad going, oh! And Mako goes, Dad, and that's it that's the whole story and then they're like yeah we never found his body and uh yep. nobody knows what happened I to again
0: the last we shot we see is like mako's dad like lashing him to the uh the the freaking i'm completely blanking on this the ship part the mast the mast yes thank you lashing him to the mash and then Mako, like, blacks out, apparently, and when he wakes up, his dad is gone, along with the lifeboat.
1: Right, and he's like, he's lost at sea, never to be seen again. Oh, how the sea killed my dad. <laughs> and then, okay, then we get, then we get like, uh, uh, a fade-out, right? Ten years later, or whatever. Yeah,
0: we get a montage of him, like, back at home, like, making this monument to his dad at the edge of the ocean, because someday the sea will bring his dad back to him. So he... Stands vigilant every day in the sun and storms, just looking, waiting out to see.
1: And and we get, a, we get a shot where finally one day a mailman on a bicycle comes racing past, skids to a halt, crashes into something. I don't know why we needed to include this. Uh, <laughs> and comes up to Mako and goes, hey, you've got a letter. And the letter is uh, anonymous, but it's in his dad's handwriting, I think he says. And it says, don't give up. And it's a Duel Monsters card that is uh, this fucking Legendary Fisherman card. And therefore, Mako says, oh, my dad is still alive. (laughs) And he wants me to continue dueling. Yeah, his dad
0: washed ashore somewhere and is still alive and is just playing weird mind games with his bereaved child from afar.
1: And, like, here's the thing, y'all. This is my worst nightmare, <laughs> because, like Jimmy, you knew my dad. Yeah, this is shit he would do. Is it really? I oh God. I, I live in constant fear of the thought that my dad probably set up some like delayed mail service where ten years from now gonna somebody is, is going to find me.
2: <laughs> yeah, in
1: right. The With like like a deck of cards in a box and it's addressed to me and i'm just gonna be like wait what the fuck where did this come from?" this is fucking terrifying to me right like this is horrible go through the grieving process for like a bit maybe like let it happen
0: also how the hell do you get like washed away in the modern era this show came out in like 2001 yeah, 2001, there, 2002, yeah. There's no way that he would have washed up anywhere without finding somewhere, someone with a cell phone. Or, like, just go inland, find a phone, get back to your life. No. Right. Either he's, like, making the choice to stay wherever he is and then just harass his child grieving through the mail. Or he, like... Right. But, I was thinking about this. There's only one place he okay. could wash ashore in the original setting of Japan. Did he get washed ashore in North
1: Korea? Fuck. Goddamn. <laughs> On the maybe, sea of Japan. Right? Maybe. But here's the thing. Okay, so either. I guess there are three options. I was thinking there were only two, but I guess there are three. Either North Korea. Uh, it's a castaway situation. But I think you're right. I think, I think we've modernized so much that that's not super feasible. Um, okay, maybe there are four options. Uh, third option would be uh, it's a lost situation. Uh, or uh, a Jason Bourne situation where he loses his memories, has no idea who he is, but he knows that he needs to send this dual monsters card to a kid named Mako. He has been activated. Right.
0: Jesus Christ, that's Mako Tsunami Sr. <laughs> uh,
1: we never do dun, get a name dun, from him. Huh? Mr. Dun, Tsunami. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, uh, so Joey listens to all this and it's just like, "All right, cool. I duel for my sister. Is that chill? All right, right, cool let's keep story, going. bro.
0: I also have cool. someone, except I have uh, them right here in this town. Right. It's my sister. She's alive. Fuck you. I'm yeah, gonna
1: kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. So sorry okay, about so. your dad. <laughs> Hope you find your dad. <laughs> uh, so Mako plays. Oh yeah, we're still dueling. BT dubs. Um, Mako plays Fortress Whale's Oath yeah. which I guess is like the equivalent of saying I, sw- I solemnly swear to summon a Fortress Whale <laughs> like all the card does is let you summon Fortress Whale just play Fortress Whale if, you, like smoke him if you got him bro
0: <laughs> whenever I hear Oath in this kind of context I just think of like um, old timey like 1800s novels where Oaths was just like a stand-in for swearing because there's a scene oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in where um, Treasure Island, like at the beginning, where there's like a guy falls out of a bar and there's a profusion of oaths.
1: <laughs> I there's a there's a Bible verse that has always confused me because that oaths, an oath is the same as a curse. Yeah, right. Like that's where it, that's where it comes from. Right. It's it's a uh, proclaiming some sort of truth in the world. Uh, typically about yourself because that's the one thing that you can like proclaim truth about definitively and there's a there's a verse in the Bible that I forget where it is now but Jesus says let no man swear an oath and you read just that part and you think like alright don't fucking cuss Uh, but then he goes let his yes be yes and his no be no
0: yeah you don't have to like like, swear on your soul or swear on the Bible or anything just say yeah I'm gonna do something
1: but also, there's a part of me that thinks maybe somewhere in Jesus's time, there was a big problem of people being like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and
0: Jesus is like, hey, I'm, we're starting the
1: Christian movement. You can't, you can't swear. Jeff, Jeff, I just asked if you wanted a coffee. You don't have to do that every time. <laughs> just say fuck something yeah, like, I want a coffee, Jesus.
0: Jiminy Christmas or Dad dadgummit. <laughs> just be creative. Just be creative. Except in this universe, people kept swearing and summoning Fortress Whales left, right, and
1: center. Aw, shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's a profusion Uh, of oaths, and the bar is suddenly filled with Fortress Whales.
1: So, okay, so, uh, yeah, so the Fortress Whale arises from the depths. We cut back to Bakura and Merrick. Well, Mako, I want to point out. Oh, yeah, continue. uh,
0: Mako says, arise, Fortress Whale, and Joey immediately says, what's that thing?
1: There's so much of that in this fucking episode where it's like somebody says something and then the other person asks, like what they said.
0: Yeah, weren't you listening?
1: Right. Does anyone fucking listen in the show anymore? Does anyone listen to this show anymore? Ooh. Um. We cut back to Bakura and Merrick, uh, having their connection, their meet cute. Uh, and Merrick goes. So, uh, how strong are your dueling skills? (laughs) And Bakura, like, leans against a wall, and he goes, Oh, my dueling skills? They're extremely strong. (laughs) I've actually
0: dueled in several Shadow games throughout history, so I would say, uh, extremely good,
1: why do you ask? And, uh, oh, you're right, you're right, I'm sorry, this this is where Merrick is like, uh, do you want to duel people for me, and then I'll just give you the Millennium items?
0: Yeah, he says, duel people for me, and I'll give you the Millennium items, and Bakur says, okay, I'll duel people for you, if you give me the Millennium items, when I'm done. And, and Like, that's Merrick's not how you negotiate, like, you ask yeah, for Merrick's a Millennium like, yeah, item that- up front or something.
1: Right, right. America's just like, uh, yeah, that's exactly what I said.
0: <laughs> uh, deal, get me some cards for this card game and I'll get you your incredibly powerful magical artifacts. One holofoil Charizard equals one mind control stick. That's a one to one fair trade ratio right there.
1: My Millennium item brings all the boys to the yard and they'd be like, you want to trade cards. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we cut away from that. Back to the duel uh fortress whale is fucking huge i just want to say yeah
0: let's talk about fortress whale for a second we mentioned fortress
1: whale yeah fortress whale is what it says on the tin it is a fortress that is also a whale
0: (laughs) the venn diagram of fortress and whale has this right at the center
1: right (laughs) um
0: it's a giant whale that has uh like uh a naval fort on its back it's like like a barnacle stuck to it
1: yeah it's with pretty like badass. cannons and yeah shit. like world and war it, ii cannons when it attacks which it does like right away in this scene it doesn't use its massive bulk that could just crush you on its own no it has to like lean forward and shoot you with these cannons on its head <laughs> it
0: shoots you with its
1: guns and so uh, joey says
0: that's a whale yeah. of a monster right there folks
1: he does not say that. He
0: literally said I wrote this down. This is an actual what? quote. That's a whale of a monster right there, folks. He specifically says folks. Yeah. I guess this is the first time we're saying something like this would be appropriate because they're like putting on a show for this audience.
1: That's true. That's true. Okay. I'll give I'll give him a pass this time. Uh legendary fisherman uh attacks one of Joey's monsters, Fortress Whale. Yeah, it spears one of Joey's monsters,
0: Joey? so it dies. And so with that out of the way, Fortress Whale can attack Joey directly, which it does. Fortress Whale shoots Joey point blank with its eight fucking World War II Battlecruiser gun
1: turrets. (laughs) And he just, like, takes some damage.
0: It's not enough to kill him or lower his life points to zero. He takes some damage.
1: Right. At this point, I get really confused about the duel because it suddenly becomes important uh where the underwater monster is yeah. the the legendary fisherman cuz it's underwater somewhere and there's a there's a point where Teya realizes that there are two shadows under the water right mm-hmm. and it's revealed that one of them is actual canonical shamu
0: yes the whale. one of the there are two shadows underwater one of them leaps out of the water it's revealed <laughs> that this shadow is being cast by an actual whale the other is being cast <laughs> when, by this holographic was, fisherman guy.
1: When there was only one shadow in the water, that's where Shamu carried you. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the other shadow is, is the fisherman. That's
0: what noise do orcas make anyway?
1: Um, the, thing that, the thing that bothers me here is like, Joey, on realizing that the second shadow is actual real-life Shamu the whale, he goes, Aha! There it is! And he like locks eyes with the with the fisherman underwater. It's still we're still playing dual monsters, right? Yeah like the position of the card in the hologram does not matter. Or he does, does it's it? not an accuracy thing.
0: What if Joey played a trap card on Shamu?
1: <laughs> oh, what shit. would happen? Oh no <laughs> <laughs> Well that's uh that's one way to free Willy <laughs>
0: Because he does, he um, places two face down cards, uh, and yep. someone's Panther Warrior who can't attack uh, unless he sacrifices a monster. I do want to point out that whenever they have like ground level monsters, they're just kind of hovering over the water, which is kind of funny to look at.
1: Yeah, it was kind of, it was interesting the first time they showed it, but you kind of get used to it. Yeah. So Panther Warrior is just floating there. <laughs> just floating Panther Warrior there. can attack. So Joey passes his turn. Uh, Fortress Whale attacks. Mako says something along the lines of "Behold the power of my almighty behemoth," which also sounds like a Yu Gi Oh card. <laughs> put, but it just put attacks it in with its. We'll 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 get to that. Yeah. Uh, essentially, he's going to attack with his cannons again, but uh, that activates Joey's face down trap card.
0: It's Magic which... Arm Shield, right? Yes, which we Thank have you. seen. Uh, I think. Whatever the last Joey episode was. Yeah. Uh, But it's a spring-loaded grabby arm. And he equips it to Panther Warrior, who, now that he knows which shadow is the legendary fisherman, it's just a game mechanic now since he knows where it is. It's like holographic. It's not a game mechanic. He just knows where the actual, like, hologram is. He is able to reach out, grab it with a grabby arm to use it as a meat shield.
1: Wait Again, like, knowing the position of the monster should not have affected this at all. It's not an accuracy thing. You're not aiming the card in, like, 3D space. Yeah. The hologram is just for show.
0: Yeah. There's still, like, card game mechanics that you should be getting into, but uh, we'll get
1: but into it. Like but he does, like, a fucking finger gun. Like, <laughs> get that one. Yeah. Pew <laughs>
0: He pulls out an actual gun and shoots the hologram and wins the duel.
1: <laughs> I guess. So, like, the, the arm grabs him, mm-hmm. pulls the legendary fisherman off the, the not the real whale, but the fake whale that he was riding. Yeah. Uh, and, into the line of fire.
0: And a fortress whale attacks um, the f- legendary fisherman. And Mako has some freaking PTSD flashbacks back to that fateful day when his dad got swept into the ocean.
1: And he's like, "Oh shit! Uh, This card represented my dad, and you just made me kill him. I just, (laughs) I just watched my dad dad
0: die twice." (laughs)
1: Um, whoop. Uh huh. I hmm. Like therapists have to have a name for this, right?
0: Yeah, he full on like starts having a mental breakdown seeing this, and it's like, well, maybe don't put a card in your deck that represents your lost loved ones, and then get upset when it dies because it's a card game where monsters die all the time.
1: Right. It you know, there are just some things that you don't do.
0: <laughs> and then he, uh, he he's like full like blue screen of death. He is like this is unthinkable. I need that card. It's my inspiration. I need that card to be brave because it's my dad, and I just killed it with my own monster. And Joey is basically like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and does this the whole like generic friendship speech about how he doesn't need that card because. Uh, The true love and, like, passion is in your heart and whatever. Uh, Yeah,
1: essentially it boils down to, dude, that's not your dad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a card.
1: It's a card. Uh, Although, I will say, Mako's dad, great hair.
0: Yeah. We never get to see his face because it's, like, one of those things where they, like, shade his eyes. But he has, like, Mako's, like, cool blue hair. You gotta have blue hair.
1: Um, Yeah. Joey plays Kunai with Chain, boosting Panther Warrior's attack power uh, and, I guess, hooking Fortress Whale's, like, fucking narwhal horn that yeah. I somehow only noticed in this shot. Like, I'd have been ignoring it this whole time. Then he plays Lightning Blade, which uh, hits the the chain with a bolt of lightning. Yeah,
0: he embeds and the sword, the lightning blade somehow, in like, into the head of the Fortress Whale. And so it gets hit by lightning. Uh, the lightning travels all around the train, the chain and just fries Fortress Whale, and it dies.
1: And in a way, that makes sense. like The the, yeah. the text in the card says it boosts your attack points by however much, so it made uh, Panther Warrior's attack points higher than Fortress Whale. And I'm really glad that it did that, because otherwise it's just one of those, like, oh, water conducts electricity, like, summon skull bullshit.
0: Yeah, this, it, it mechanically works. It just looks like dumb bullshit that they are making yeah. up having fun with the holograms
1: yeah it's very like, like a stamp on the, the side movie. of a van kind of metal bullshit yeah uh joey asks any last words and mako says yes six this duel is not over yet <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, so Mako return. he plays, I forget what the name of the card is, but he returns one of his g- monsters from the graveyard uh, to uh, the bottom of the ocean, so it's hidden. Uh, but mm-hmm. Joey plays Giant Trunade? I, I have no idea. Giant
1: where- Trunade. Yeah, you almost got it right. So it's T-R-U-N-A-D-E.
0: A Trunade is a grenade that's real. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a non-imaginary grenade. <laughs> Um, plays... I actually really, I, I like the card text here, or th- not the card text, the card art for Giant Trunade because it looks like, uh, like the Twister from, um, uh, Wizard of Oz, but it has a giant angry face in the middle.
0: Oh yeah, it's got like a Japanese oni face, like this yeah. demonic face that's like causing this storm on this like beautiful little ocean countryside. It's like beach. So what
1: it does is it, it uh, gets rid of every magic card in the field, including Umi, which is what is making the water level rise. So when he plays it, it literally drains the ocean.
0: <laughs> and so the water level goes down, and it's uh, the fisherman again, who's just, like, up to his neck in water. He's like, what's going on? And uh, Joey plays scapegoat and sacrifices one of the scapegoats so Panther can attack and... Uh, kill Mako's dad again in front of him, and Joey wins.
1: I shouldn't. I shouldn't laugh. But like, if you had such an emotional reaction to losing this card the first time, like, why, why is that the one back? that you bring back?
2: Yeah.
1: Let's yeah. Let's do this again. Let's try it.
0: There's no way he can die three times, right?
1: <laughs> oh shit! So so oh no sorry there was a great line here when giant treated is played and drains the ocean mako says you've exposed my fisherman which is <laughs> <laughs> a weird thing to call your dick um but anyway so uh joey wins the duel ba mako decides to not only give joey two uh locator cards he gives joey both fortress whale and legendary fisherman Uh, because joey was right he does not need legendary fishermen to be brave it's not actually his dad uh he he had uh the the power inside him the whole time yep we cut away to kaiba answering a call on his fucking star trek kc badge
0: kaiba corp he just has like a little pin that he's wearing with a kaiba corp logo
1: and uh, and he has a call from somebody from mission control saying that they found Joey and so Yugi I, is I just guess like the,
0: so where are my friends and Kaiba's just like that's on a need to know basis only <laughs> it's not important
1: and then he just like walks off
0: yeah they stroll they stroll away in a hurry and then there's like a freeze frame as they both like are just slowly walking away And then there's, like, an ominous, like, giant Merrick in the distance who's, like, cackling evilly. And, like, a bunch of cultists and stuff who are also cackling evilly. And that's the end of the episode.
1: Ta-da! Ta-da! We did it! Uh, Jimmy, what was your favorite part of uh, these two episodes? (laughs) Between the two, what was your favorite?
0: My favorite part is that Shamu is canon in Yu-Gi-Oh! The real-life animal Shamu... Is real in Yu-Gi-Oh! as well. The one uh, thread linking our two universes is the whale shamu.
1: I really want to do like a side project now, like similar to the Tommy Westfall universe, where every show is actually inside the mind of Tommy Westfall from uh uh, uh St. Ammo's Fire. Uh I I really want to do a Shamu universe.
0: <laughs> Find every show that like references shamu.
1: Yeah right
0: yeah what else magical world to
1: full house for sure (laughs) shamu's in that um uh, there's okay there's gotta be a wikipedia page for this right uh what tv shows uh is shamu in um oh shamu tv tv series 1996 1999 shamu
0: had a cartoon Uh,
1: i guess uh most popular shamu movies and tv shows shamu (laughs) movies uh no i don't think this is i don't i don't think this will work um the third the, the third thing come up in my google search is marital law tv series yeah <laughs> i guess shamu was uh maybe on marital law uh anyway yeah i fucking love that shamu in this show
0: i'm looking at the Yu-Gi-Oh! wiki but there's no entry for shamu on here i feel like that's a major, I, a major I my
1: phone. i'm sorry i think we need to fix that jimmy i think that we need to make some edits to this wiki
0: yeah, I feel like uh, we should go onto the Yu Gi Oh! wiki and add Shamu, a canonical. Hashtag
1: justice for Shamu. Are you doing that right now? No. Okay, do let's, a show. Let's make that happen. What was your uh, best
0: part of this episode?
1: My best part, uh, out of the two episodes, I'll say, just as a whole, yeah. is the stalling via rock, paper, scissors.
0: That was pretty good.
1: Just amazing, amazing comedic timing. Um, perfect for like having two cultists that are like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go send these guys to stall Yugi." I uh, part of me wants to believe that it's Merrick realizing that Yugi cannot be stalled by competent people,
0: only by complete so idiots.
1: Yeah, let's try incompetence. Just like as a, let's mix it up a little bit. All uh, right. How about your how about your
0: least favorite or your worst? My worst of these episodes was everything with Mako's dad. Yeah. The whole idea that he like got washed away and like 10 years later is still missing. That's not a thing that happens.
1: No, although I I am going to say I there there is something that I got like practically speaking out of this episode because of this whole Mako's dad thing uh so like for listeners of the show if you've been listening for a while you know that at the end of every episode i say like donate money to pancreatic cancer action network like that's because that's how i lost my dad but now if people ask i'm gonna be like lost at sea
0: <laughs> we were out at sea in a wooden fishing boat and he went missing so maybe he's still out there playing maybe mind He's games. still out there
1: i'm just gonna i'm gonna look wistfully to the horizon
0: just the ocean took him. Just make a little monument out at the, the British coast and just gaze out to sea.
1: <laughs> He's out there somewhere. Uh but yeah, no, it wasn't great. Like it wasn't handled super well and it's Oh, I don't know if you can hear that,
0: that, but there was just a cat fight outside my door. Oh damn. That's just a thing that happens sometimes.
1: You know, when you when you have twelve cats, Jimmy, uh that's a that's a thing you have to live just with. Just
0: piles and piles of cats.
1: Yep. Uh yeah, yeah, okay. So so Mako's dad stuff was not your favorite.
0: No. It was very stupid. There's yeah. it was handled poorly for such like a sensitive topic, and it just fell right into ridiculousness.
1: E- yes. <laughs> That's a good way to say it.
0: <laughs> uh what was your worst?
1: My worst was ostensibly this couplet of episodes was about Yugi trying to find his friends and save them from the workings of a psychopathic madman with mind control powers. Yeah. But besides mentioning it for 10 seconds at the start of the first episode and 10 seconds at the end of the second episode, there was literally nothing about that in either no. of these episodes. Like, that's that's the A plot, and we didn't see it.
0: Yeah, I know Yugi's trying to find his friends so they don't get mind-controlled by a wizard. But first, let's watch Shamu.
1: <laughs> right, right. That's it's, That it's, takes
0: precedence.
1: It's fully just that scene from the beginning of the first episode, where they meet up with Bakura, and Bakura's like, Oh, right, my evil plan. I can put that in motion now, but huh, maybe first a whale show.
0: Everyone just loves Shamu so much, including Merrick. And even Yami Bakura, the... Th- guy who's been alive the evil spirit who's been alive for thousands of years but you know what he hasn't seen a whale show that's novel <laughs> maybe he'll he can he's a patient man he can wait just he just can some, wait. watch some whales
1: what's yeah you know what it's whale time all right that brings us to the end of the episode that was uh once again legendary uh, fisherman parts one and two
0: before we go any further tyler yes there was there's something that i realized during these episodes Okay. Um, and I have devised what I call the Yu-Gi-Oh! scale of dumb bullshit. I realize oh, that God. Okay. every Yu-Gi-Oh! episode uh, can be put on a graph with two axes. One of those, um, uh, there's a vertical axis and a horizontal axis. Yeah, 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 like an XY,
1: an X-Y graph. An X-Y yeah.
0: graph. On one axis, okay. you have the story axis, which varies between actual, like, ancient story and dumb uh-huh. bullshit. Okay. On the other side is card game mechanics graph, the axis. On one side, you have actual card game rules, like we saw last time that defeated uh, Sly- Slifer the Sky Dragon. On the right. other half of that axis is more dumb bullshit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so between the story ar- axis and the card game axis, you can place sl- any Yu-Gi-Oh! episode. And this okay. one, all right, was fully into the dumb bullshit quadrant of both axes.
1: <laughs> oh God! Yeah, it's just like a, it's like a lower left, huh? Yes,
0: this is a lower left. Here, I have, I've sketched it out for you.
1: Oh shit! Uh, you know what, Jimmy? I think we need to. I think we need to start incorporating this into the episode. <laughs> I think we need to start putting this in the show notes start or something. Start
0: crafting each episode, which quadrant it falls under.
1: Yeah, we we need a trend line for uh, for dumb bullshit in Yu-Gi-Oh episodes,
0: and then, then like we can take each, um, take the average of an entire season and plot it on this graph. I feel like that'd be a oh, lot of wow. work. I would. I don't know how we could like automate it. Maybe you would know, but oh, there it, it's worth looking into. I'm sure there's like
1: I I can make a spreadsheet for this spreadsheet. pretty quick. I think. <laughs> I, I do enough work with spreadsheets. I don't mean to brag, but I know a spreadsheet or two. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, that's the... I feel like we should come up with a better name for it, but that's my uh, Yu-Gi-Oh graph system.
1: Jimmy, I fucking love this. I'm really excited for this to become a new segment. All right. All right, so, so we got ourselves a bottom lefter.
0: Oh, my God, cats. Can you stop fighting each other
1: for two seconds? I couldn't hear them at all, body. if that helps enough. Okay, good. Uh... So, speaking of people uh, barging into the room and uh, making noises, uh, Lauren and Pepper are joining us, making good noises, because you're going to come talking to the microphone. No, she was very
0: quiet she, when she's, she entered. She's
1: like, she's like hey, <laughs> um, this week, for the first time ever, I have purchased a headphone splitter. Yay. Lauren has her own set of headphones now, and as a special added bonus, her own microphone. Uh, you will need to turn it on. There it is
2: hello hello
1: i can finally talk to both of you at once
2: wow i know isn't
1: this such a luxury
0: this is like the most ridiculous telephone system (laughs) i could just call you and put you you could put me on speaker or we could do this ridiculous (laughs) setup with two sets of headphones and two microphones going into your zoom going into your laptop
2: (laughs) you know you're real audio professionals now we
0: are real audio professionals
1: if, if it doesn't need at least three dongles, it's not worth doing. <laughs>
0: if it doesn't need full converter systems, what are you even doing?
1: Right. Uh, so we are bringing Lauren onto the show to play our weekly segment of Yu-Gi-Oh! Tyler,
0: I'm so excited when you texted me this earlier.
1: Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> Last few weeks, we've been using submissions from a uh, friend of the show, James O. This week, we've run out of James's submissions, which were very good, but also very inspiring. And I have written, uh, these are these are handwritten, actually. Oh. I have written some Yugi or not handcrafted no, farmed
0: table Etsy Yu Gi Oh cards.
1: Bespoke Yu Gi Oh cards.
2: They're typed right here on the screen. Oh, they're not they're handwritten. Not
1: handwritten. <laughs> 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 Beauti- uh, beautiful.
0: Beautiful. calligraphic calligraphic cards I don't know how to I've never had to talk about calligraphy before
1: (laughs) Uh, so okay so as uh, this game goes I'm going to read five names of Yu-Gi-Oh cards three of which are real and two of which are dumb bullshit I made up and it is Lauren's job to determine which is which so you get a uh, maximum of five points, five possible mm-hmm. points, and you mm-hmm. get one point for each correct guess. Uh, I have the list here in front of me. Jimmy does not know which are real and which are fake, but I do because I fucking wrote the fake ones. <laughs> so
2: I should hope you remember.
1: Uh, I had to think about it for a second, but I do remember. Um, I'm going to read the cards aloud, and then I will give uh, you some time to, to deliberate. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. The first card, Elemental Taskmaster. Card number two, Pandemonium Watchbear. Card number three, Last Day of Witch.
2: That's W I T C H.
1: <laughs> card number four, Incognito Movie Star. Card number five, Fake Explosion. <laughs>
2: Wow. um All of these are really dumb.
0: Thank you. Welcome to Yu Gi Oh!
2: <laughs> um, incognito movie star is the dumbest one. So I'm going to say that it's real. Okay. That's, that's my a, that's first... a decent logic, actually. <laughs> that's my first <laughs> ruling. That's how I've done it all so it's far. It's pretty good, yeah. yeah. Um, pandemonium watch bear sounds like something you would write because I know you. Oh, that's true. Um, oh, yeah. You've got a, so... an edge in these. I think, I think, yeah. We'll see how we'll see how well I know Tyler, I think. <laughs> or how how convincing James O's submissions were.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I, I'm trying to live up to like James's precedent uh-huh. here, and we'll it's see. it's we'll difficult. See. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I was telling Jimmy about that time that we played rock paper scissors a while ago, and oh. it, was, it took us like three minutes. That no, was
2: like yesterday. Was that yesterday? Yeah, it was a couple days God, ago. The
1: days are so long in England
2: and so short because of the daylight. Hours are short.
1: Anyway, so okay, so you um, think Incarnita movie star is real? pandemonium Watchbear is fake.
2: Yeah, think that's what I think you wrote that. What else? Um, we thinking? Last day of which also sounds stupid. So I think it's real. Okay. Only two of them are fake, right? Two are fake. And two three are fake. Are
1: real. Three are real. Man, this
2: is a tough choice between these last two. Elemental Taskmaster does sound like a Yu-Gi-Oh card because it's both inscrutable and hard to pronounce.
1: Hmm. Has a lot of consonants.
2: Uh-huh. Um I'm gonna say I, I'm gonna say that one's real. And I'm gonna say that you named it Fake Explosion to throw me off. And that one's fake. That one's one you wrote. I don't know. This game right. is made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So these are your these are your final answers. We're locking them in. Mm. All right. Are you ready for the let reveal? Me, let me I'm ready. Review them. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll keep them.
1: Okay. All right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Card number one: Elemental Taskmaster. It's a fake ass card.
2: Oh, the first one. Made that one. shit up. The first one. Well, that sounds like a real me. card to me. It does. It does. It has the. Cadence of a Yu Gi Oh card. Mm, yes. It sounds
0: like someone is like summoning elementals and like putting them to work.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, card number two, Pandemonium Watchbear. That's a real card. Oh my God. No, that's a what? real Yu Gi Oh card. That's in the game.
0: Those things are <laughs> that... all over the place in Australia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, card number three, Last Day of the Witch is a real card.
2: Okay. All right. Got one of them. You got Jesus. one of them.
1: So that's one point. Incognita Movie Star. It's a fake card. I gotcha! You got me.
2: Now, okay. I, in
1: the Movie Star is a, is a fake card and uh-huh. Fake Explosion is a real
2: card. Mm. Yeah, I can see that now. Um. So, with the way that you have designed this game, is it actually possible for me to score zero? I don't think it is.
1: It might not be. I think
2: I have to score at least one. So, I think I literally got the lowest score I could have gotten. I
1: think so. Congratulations! Thank you.
2: You got you some passed. points. I did not. <laughs> so that is this I got week's twenty percent, which is not a pass even in England.
1: Yikes, yikes, yikes! But thank you for playing this week's edition of Yugi or Not.
2: You got
0: some bad marks. <laughs>
2: Poor, poor marks.
1: Now poor for Marx. those of you wanting to play along at home, uh, I have made a new addition to the heart of the dot cards website. If you go to heart of the dot cards slash Yu Gi Not, that's Y U G I O R N O T, or you can do it with hyphens, you can play a digital version of yu gi or not, where I have a computer generate either a real Yu-Gi-Oh card or a fake Yu-Gi-Oh card. Uh, and then you get to pick whether you think it is real yu gi or not. Do you just have every uh,
0: single Yu-Gi-Oh! card in here?
1: Yes, this is, this is the most recent list I could find of every single Yu-Gi-Oh! card. So it is, uh, it is a large file that does basically nothing.
2: I'm not allowed to play it because it's like training.
1: Yeah, I, I showed it to her. Uh, uh, I made this last night and I showed it to her. She's like, why are you letting me do this? This is like practice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Although with the way that my scores have been going on this Maybe you need game, some practice. Yeah, maybe I need some practice. Uh practice I would help.
1: It's it's surprisingly difficult. Like it keeps track of your it best really sort of streak. Um and my best so far is twenty cards. Wow. Uh when I got caught up by a card named Dark Magician's Uh Destruction. And I could not figure out for the life of me if it was real or fake, and I got it wrong. How are the fake
0: cards generated? Do you have a neural network working on these?
1: No, it's not. It's not that smart. It's it's essentially just combining parts of real card names, uh, in in mostly random ways.
0: Because <laughs> I'm clicking through this thing, and it just gave me a card call called the the man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and which fabled...
2: legitimately could be real.
1: Um, I got one. I got one earlier today that was just Big D, <laughs> <laughs> which could be a Yu Gi Oh card. If we're being honest, I
0: I just got one called the Fabled Nozuchi.
1: So mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yeah. they're not all winners, <laughs> <laughs> but like there are some of them where you look at it, and I, I realized this even today. I, I looked at it and I was like, oh, that's got to be a fake one that it came up like. That totally looks like the way that a fake one would be named. Uh, and I clicked, yeah, it's fake. And I was wrong. It was a real card. <laughs> this is kind of fun and kind of sad. <laughs> reading kind some of, of these yeah.
0: real cards.
1: That's, I mean, kind of fun and kind of sad is kind of the description of this show, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: your right. tagline.
1: Well, uh, to round out the episode, let's move on to the next segment here, which, Lauren, you're welcome to stick around for.
2: I mean, do you want me to Yeah, why not? It's time.
0: I I want you to know that Shamu, you know, the whale, is canon in Yu Gi Oh!
1: Oh, yeah, Shannon. uh, Shannon? (laughs) Shannon's in this (laughs) one. Shamu's in this one.
0: The actual whale.
2: Shamu.
1: Shamu the whale. Mm. You know. Uh, Shamu? They just needed a whale in the show, so they hired Shamu. The only whale. The only whale.
0: The only orca in Mm. existence. Shamu. You
1: know.
2: You know. When I was a kid, we took a road trip to Seattle and I got to see Keiko before he was set free and Keiko. Then died because he was not uh, set up for that to live in the wild. Mm. But anyway, I, I did. I, I have a memory of seeing Keiko when I was like four years old or something.
0: Well, I can watch My this show cool and see Shamu before it killed that lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: why she gets ran out in the splash zone. All right. Uh. It's time for the m- 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 Monster Bracket. This week, uh, we did two episodes of the TV show, so we we're going to do two matchups of the Monster Bracket. We'll just go through them nice and quick here. First up, we have Mechanical Chaser versus Celtic Guardian. Uh, for those of you who may not remember Celtic Guardian from. Mechanical
2: uh, Chaser is for. After your Mechanical Shot? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your oil shot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Celtic Guardian is a level 4 warrior normal monster with 1,400 attack, 1,200 defense. Mechanical Chaser is a level 4 machine normal monster with 1,850 attack and 800 defense. You
2: switched between these two tabs and they literally look like the same card.
1: Yeah, one's one's just a robot version of the other, yeah, I think.
2: Yeah, seriously. Do
0: you want to really mention what they
1: shapes. look like? Yeah, like uh, real briefly. Uh, Celtic Guardian is literally Link from the Legend of Zelda.
0: Yep.
1: Like uh, emo Link. Mechanical Chaser is a tennis ball with swords. Yep. <laughs> Do you mean to go into more no. detail than that? Uh, Jimmy, just based on on looks alone and kind of their past performances, uh, how are you? How are you leaning so far?
0: Tyler, Mechanical Chaser is so fucking stupid.
1: <laughs> it's dumb bullshit. Uh, it's not a it good-looking good only... card. It only progressed, uh, it beat Hayabusa Knight in the last uh, matchup it had. And that was only because I That's spent... That's a fake card.
2: <laughs> Final answer. <laughs> Thanks.
1: Uh, it's only because I spent so fucking long trying to convince you that Mechanical Chaser was cooler than Hayabusa Knight. And I only barely escaped by. And now I regret that decision immensely.
0: Well, the card text, a hunter that relentlessly pursues its target by order of the Machine King, is rad. And it stays That's red right until you know literally anything else about mechanical chaser.
1: Yeah, until you look at it.
0: <laughs> until you look at it. Oh god, it's so stupid. It's like balancing on a sword, and then it has just like beep boop robot arms, and like uh, jet meanwhile airplane wings. Yeah,
1: for no reason.
2: It's like a drone.
0: It's like a really stupid looking drone.
2: It's like a really stupid drone. Yeah.
1: It's carrying a javelin.
0: <laughs> Why does it have? I, why is it carrying a javelin when its arms are swords?
1: And, like, it's a robot. It could just have, like, a cannon or a <laughs> laser gun. gun. But it's just got, like, a regular ass javelin in his hands. I'm going
0: to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm a chase. The... <laughs> I'm a, the mechanical I chaser. The...
1: I know the card text for Celtic Guardian says uh, An elf who learned to wield a sword, comma. He baffles enemies with lightning, dash, swift attacks, period. It's dumb. It's a bad description. It is a bad but, description. But Celtic Guardian looks cooler than Mechanical Chaser.
0: Celtic Guardian is cooler than Mechanical Chaser. Even Cold if stop. he is baffling. His enemies
2: when are like, when did Link what? become what? Celtic? What?
1: That's a great question. When did Link become Celtic? I don't know.
2: And not Hyrulean.
1: I don't really know what makes this card Celtic at all. Um, other than the fact that uh, his soundbite is the same as Battle Ox. Yeah.
0: When he comes out, he's just like, like Some actual cow noise. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: That's how Celtic people sound uh, <laughs> The beautiful I...
0: Celt- Celtic music. <laughs> uh,
1: Do we just call it for Celtic Guardian? Yeah. yeah. All right. Celtic Guardian proceeds to the next round. Up next, we have Dark Magician Girl versus Zira the Mant.
0: Oh, an actual interesting
1: matchup! An actually interesting matchup, uh, Lauren. I don't know that you've seen Zira the Mant before. You're familiar mm. with Dark Magician Girl?
2: With Sailor Moon, yes, I've seen Sailor Moon.
1: <laughs> yes, with Sailor Moon. Uh, and then she's going up against Zira the Mant.
2: Um, I don't. I think I don't even think you have to ask.
0: Which one you it's prefer? Clear, it's a
2: clear winner. But,
1: but, but which, but which, which one? Okay, for okay before before Lauren announces her decision that will be final. <laughs> oh. Zero the Mant is a level eight fiend ritual monster with twenty eight hundred attack and twenty three hundred defense. Uh, its card text says. Could not load this page. Uh, its card text says this card can only be ritual summoned with a ritual spell Zero Ritual. Okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. Ritual. Uh, it
2: needed more rituals in there. What it needed to say the word ritual more times.
1: Oh, it's a it ritual. was missing a ritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Dark Magician Girl is a, a spellcaster card uh, with two thousand attack, seventeen hundred defense. Uh, oh, it's a level six, and it gains three hundred attack for every Dark Magician or black or Magician of Black Chaos uh, in the graveyard. Uh. Dark magician girl has inspired dozens of terabytes of um, deviant art fan art. Zira I thought mant. you were gonna
2: say porn. Uh,
1: well, yes. Same, <laughs> same, sees. Uh, and uh, zero the mant has inspired
0: one selfie
1: <laughs> on the website. <laughs> right. Okay, this this person looks fucking stoked. That's amazing.
2: Though. That's a really cool setup.
1: This person has a uh, one of the the like dual discs, like special edition dual discs, uh, filled with rare cards of some kind or another, including Zero the Mant, presumably. There's a Blue Eyes. There's a, I think that's a Sly for the Sky Dragon. There's a Parasite. Parasite. Fucking stoked.
2: You've been you've been looking at these cards for way too long because people the. Like the cards <laughs> in this selfie are two pixels wide. It is not each. a high resolution image. No, it is not.
0: You <laughs> think I got a, this photo on my razor phone, zero yeah. two thousand and three?
1: Um, I'm yeah.
2: amazed that you can tell them from just that,
1: Lauren. I hate to break it to you, yeah. Uh Jimmy and I have been making a show about Yu-Gi-Oh for no. nearly two years.
2: <laughs> oh man,
1: I'm so sorry that you had to oh. learn this way. <laughs> um,
2: is this why you've been talking at the computer this whole time? Yes. <laughs>
1: It's actually Jimmy. Hello. Uh, I live in here. <laughs> <laughs> he says he moved, but he actually just moved into He's the computer. He's trapped in the computer. Yeah, oh, it's, no. It's a Sims house.
2: Save Jimmy. Oh, no. Uh,
1: all right. So, Lauren, you said that there was a clear winner between Dark Magician Girl and Zero the Yeah. I I'm am, really curious I'm offended to hear that
2: you don't. You can't predict which one it is. You're a judgment here. What guess? Oh, I no. have to gonna guess, say, stupid guess. card game. yeah am going to say okay. Zero
0: the Mant.
1: I'm guessing Zero yeah, the Mant as well. You. Yeah, thank you. So Lauren says Zero the Mant wins over Dark Magician Girl. I
2: mean, clearly he's got a, a Jason head on his ding dong. <laughs> he has a skull for a codpiece. Piece, yeah. He does.
0: He's got his skull codpiece. He's got his giant popped wizard collar. Uh, he glows in the dark. He glows in the dark. He doesn't
2: have enough bones.
0: <laughs> if you get a black light, he looks really cool. <laughs> but keep your black light away from Dark Magician Girl.
2: Oh. Oh, oh
0: god. Oh, oh dear. God. Oh no. Yeah, you're going to learn
1: some things if that happens. If
0: your favorite card is Dark Magician Girl. We all know why. Don't
1: We all know.
0: And she has so I just... many selfies.
1: I just realized how, how many girl. different versions of the card art there are. There are three, at least three oh versions. God. There are so many oh selfies. Oh my God, so
2: many selfies. Lonely... Hey, that same selfie.
1: Oh yeah, it's the same one actually from Zero the Man. Uh, but there are just, there's there's one where it's a dude just like covering most of his face with Dark Magician and Dark Magician Girl. Um, and I I really hope he uses that as his Tinder profile. <laughs> mm. All right. Zero so the man. I'm just gonna let you pick this one. It's so sure. on you.
2: That no uh, um, conflicting arguments.
1: Oh no, no complaints from me. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy. Anything Jimmy? to add? No, no, no. I think we're good with that decision.
2: The zero the man can take this whole thing.
1: <laughs> uh, I
2: mean straight to the top.
1: I mean, maybe like we'll see. There, yeah, we'll will see zero the mant zero the mant not gets to the next round can't. What's that?
0: It's, his name is Zero the Mant not Zero who can't Straight to the <laughs> top with this boy
1: I you know if Zero the Mant gets through the next round which will be either against Rogue Doll or Gaia the Fierce Knight Zero the Mant might go all the way to the finals <sighs> I do think His he name's looks...
2: not His name's not Zero that can't <laughs> <laughs> It's
1: like the joke that Jimmy made. Yeah, but then I just said zero. 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 Oh I see. that can't.
2: <laughs> it's just adding. Just yeah. <laughs> yes and. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, that is gonna bring us to the end of this episode. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, complain about our, our monster bracket choosings or et cetera, you can go to uh, email us at uactivated at gmail.com. You can follow us, Twitter and Instagram at Yampod. That's Y-A-M-P-O-D. Visit our website, heart of the dot cards, uh, the you can play Yugi or not at heart of the cards slash Yugi or not. Uh, you can uh, take that money. That you save by not paying us uh, for our shitty show, uh, and spend it someplace that matters. You can donate to Trans Lifeline, Yellowhammer Fund, or Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, or just a few places that could put that money to good use. We have links for all of those in our show notes. Uh, so go do good stuff with your dollars.
2: Lauren, can I make a suggestion? Please. Do you still do that? Honestly, I don't listen to the show. I'm sorry. Do you still do that? uh thing where you tell people what to do instead of watch Oh for 20 minutes a day
1: uh no we haven't done that in a bit but if you have a recommendation that yeah, would be like is that okay yeah drop it in
2: um now that you've already listened to the show uh you should go what's your blog again well wow, i'm really unprepared for this i'm sorry
1: uh yeah you go to my website sandwich.computer
2: yeah sandwich.computer <laughs> or or
1: or got or URL. or welcome to town.
2: right uh, either one of those will take you to the same place, and you should read Tyler's essay on getting our internet moved here in England because it's oh, really funny. Yeah, it. I know it happened ages ago now, but it's really funny.
1: Yeah, so uh, a while ago on uh, my blog, I made a post called Oh my god, uh, I just scrolled
0: down and saw this picture of Pepper stretching.
1: Oh what yeah, a good boy. Uh, it's it's below that, I think. It's Even it's longer. Uh, escaping my internet curse. I oh, believe yes, was the is the title of the post. Uh, and in which I chronicle, uh, the weird, dumb, confusing process of getting internet at our new house (laughs) and not at our old place.
2: I lived it and it really wasn't that funny while we were living it, but this post actually made me laugh like out loud reading it. It was really funny. Oh, I'm glad. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: So that's maybe the funniest thing I've ever done. (laughs) Talk about an internet. Thank you. Uh, Jimmy, is there anything that you want to plug? Uh, as we prep for the next episode. Nope, let's get out of here. All right. (laughs) Uh, next week we will be talking about. Uh, next week is the next grouping of episodes is a four-parter, Jimmy. So I thought maybe we could break it up into halves.
0: Sure, that sounds better than doing four. Do eight
2: episodes. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> so uh so the we next go episode moment
0: by moment into this Yu-Gi-Oh! show
2: right the next episode
1: oh shit do i have to hit play on this to see the full title yeah so netflix fucked up the title is the other f- hilarious thing to me uh oh god it won't fucking tell me it's it's double duel is the the broad name of the episode but it's yugi and kaiba versus lumia Is it Lumia and Umbra or is it Loomis and Umbra? Loomis and Umbra. It's Yugi and Kaiba versus Loomis and Umbra. Um, It is a four-parter. So we're going to do double duel parts one and two next week. So that's episodes 21 and 22 of uh, uh, season two. Uh, the reason I said Netflix fucked up the title is because according to Netflix, these episodes are titled Double Duel, colon, part one, colon, Yugi and Kabia versus Loomis and Umbra.
0: Ah, yes. My favorite character, Kabia.
1: Kabia. Seto Kabia. <sighs> Kabia. Lauren didn't believe me. Uh, I believed, yeah. Oh, thanks. I don't know. All right. Now. That is going to do it for this week. Um, I already said all the things, so I think that's it for now. Uh, We'll see you all next week. And until next time.
0: Fear not, for I am one with the sea and all the creatures that inhabit it.